This is Christmas Day with El Jefe.
Cafe. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It is the holidays. Uh, my name is El Jefe, and I will be here with you for the next, I don't know, six hours? What do you say? Six hours, you, me, the lonely people here in the Washington, D.C. area, getting together, doing various things, uh, all types of sort of stuff here for you as uh, we broadcast live from 9 until 3 on this, the, uh, the I don't know if it's the holiest days, but here on Christmas Day, Christmas Day with all happy. Joining me, helping me out, a good buddy of mine who uh, I really have no clue who he is internally or what he does, even after our boy date the other day, uh, Tommy Bateman, our, uh, the hideout producer, welcome in uh, to, uh, to, the, to the special day. Hello. Is, is it time for us to go home yet? No, only uh, five hours and uh, 53 minutes. That's all we have. <laughs> I think we're up kind of early. I haven't been up this early in, like, years. Well, let's, let's, let's reset a couple of things. Let's get a couple of things started uh, just to keep, help understand, have everybody understand what exactly is going on. The biggest question that I think I got from everybody around the station when this all came about is why the hell would we do Christmas Day with El Jefe? What the hell is the point of having you, a weekend personality, come in for six hours to broadcast live? I actually prepared this statement for you. No problem. <laughs> little, little, you go rub it in, huh? <laughs> it's not bad enough that it's the holidays. It's not a bad enough that I'm in the middle of a separation. You feel it'd be funny and a good way to start the show to play one of the saddest songs. Well, I'll tell you this, dude. To be perfectly honest with you, there are a ton of people out there right now that are all by themselves. That that all they have is the radio that's hanging uh, hanging tight next to them. So, yeah, that's, kind of, that's part of the reason why we did it. Let me give you technical reasons first, though. Uh, Stern and O'Reilly do not send feeds on Christmas Day. It's a shame O'Reilly didn't send one. I, I really know. I'm looking forward to the Christmas edition of O'Reilly. I'd like to see the spike of talent between <laughs> noon and two <laughs> this afternoon. Um, but Stern has never sent uh, a Christmas Day feed or a New Year's Day feed. So we figure let's try this National Lampoons. What did you think of that as you were driving in? Um, I mostly heard commercials when I was driving in, actually. Geico, a proud sponsor of that. I'll tell you what, every other commercial. So that was one reason. No stir, no O'Reilly feeds. Secondly, what's what's wrong with having a live show as opposed to tapes? Tapes, that I'll be perfectly honest with you, the ones that we do have sitting around of the various personalities are the ones that you've heard over and over and over again. So there's really nothing wrong with us being here, and it's a chance for us to hang out. You, your buddies... Your Saturday night, brother. Let me let's talk a little bit about who we are uh, to help set you up with that. For those of you that do not know, I am El Jefe, and I host a little Saturday night show by the name of El Jefe's Hideout right here on JFK. Now, um, I also served as the transitional producer for our good buddies Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, who came from New York down to D.C. Uh, early, I guess early summer, late spring. While they were in the middle of their whole, you know, transition, starting the 11 a.m. hour and stuff like that, I took over some producing duties. So some of you may be familiar with that. Um, I haven't really done a whole lot of, I've never done any on-air work, as a matter of fact, for Don and Mike, but a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I'll, you know, help run boards or record best of and stuff like that. Uh, Latino man, 25 years old, 
as you heard, going through a separation. God bless the holidays. <laughs> God bless those holidays where I get to hang out with you. And uh, to be perfectly honest, you're my right, you're my family right now. I mean, all my family's in Texas, and we're gonna check in with a few of them. In fact, let me tell you this. We had a call last night from my pops. Mm-hmm. Pops gives me a shout. We, it's one of those relationships with your father where you speak literally once every few months, and that's because it just so happens that's when the holidays come about. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where my pops is like, "Hey, how's it going? Are you full time yet?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Cameron and Alan keep promising things. They keep making me work holidays, but there's no full time yet. Um, and then I had some bad news that I needed to share with him, some personal stuff, maybe some stuff relating to the relationship. My pops is so wrapped up in himself. He's like, yeah, 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 that's great. And this is actually pretty devastating news. In fact, it's news that I haven't even shared with you, Bateman, stuff that really, it's sad. And, and now around the holidays, it's even sadder. But we're going to try to keep things upbeat. Stuff like that always happens around the holidays. Or, or at least it's, see, I guess it happens all year long, but around the holidays is when it really hits you harder. No, exactly. It's not that it always happens around the holidays. It's that that's when you feel it most. That's, it's like those people say, oh, why does this always happen to me? It's like, well, you only think of the bad things that happen to you. But around Christmas time, it's any little thing. It's like, why does this have to happen on Christmas? Yeah, it, this is going to ruin my Christmas. My Christmas. It's supposed to be a happy time. So my dad, the whole time, she's talking about him getting a new promotion, <laughs> how he's going to uproot his family, the current family that he's with that I'm glad I'm no longer with, and move them to another town because he has another great job opportunity. You would think he was in radio as much as he moves around. He's like a superintendent of schools or something down in Texas. And so it was all about him. Him, 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 him. Oh, by the way, did you get my gift? No, I didn't get your gift. Well, I sent you a little money. I know you're not full-time yet, so I figured you could get the money, maybe go treat yourself a Red Lobster, and have a good time. Thanks, Pops. You know, you actually sound like that movie Pump Up the Volume about the, the DJ guy, the pirate radio guy that Christian Slater played, and his dad was, he was, he was like the head of the guidance department. No, it's, it's one of those things, and I, you know, you look at it, and I don't know if it's most personalities, most actors or actresses, but you have to think. Let's let's stop and examine this for a moment. Here I am, a somewhat normal human being. You look at me. Mm. All right, so I, so I have a seven-inch goatee and dreadlocks. So you know I'm crying out for attention somehow. <laughs> and I'm on the goddamn radio on Christmas. So you know I need to be loved by someone because my ex-wife isn't going to love me. My parents aren't going to love me. So I'm hanging out with you and Cheese Face and John and the other people who are listening right now around the Washington, D.C. area. And you look at most of these people, and a lot of times it all goes back to their childhood. And I don't know, it's not that it's specific, serious scarring, but if you look at most media personalities, uh, Rush Limbaugh is a great example of someone who had a horrible, horrible relationship with his father. Doesn't his dad still think he's a loser, even though he's like... Net highest paid radio performers ever. Well, his father may be correct, uh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, he is one of the—he's a household name. But in fact, I was reading that Time, that Time uh, magazine article about Limbaugh after the whole thing broke, and I'm just sitting there and I'm reading it about how he was failed in sports. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, then he then he moved on and he failed as a DJ. Then he went to go work for the Royals and he came back and just the whole situation that he had with his father. And I'm sitting there thinking, I hate Limbaugh. I'm about to cry for this man because this sounds an awful lot like me. 
So that's just part of the situation where me, myself, El Jefe, is coming from. I'd like to know from you, Bateman. What, I, I'll be honest. We went out the other day because you've been producing The Hideout since when? Uh, September 27th, 2003. And it's creepy that you know that, but okay, whatever the case, you've been producing The Hideout for that long. You've been hanging out with me and Dubs occasionally. I honestly feel like I don't know you. Your Dubs doesn't hang out with me. Every time I'm on the show, he's like, hey, Hefe, what are you doing tomorrow? Okay, give me a call. All right, yeah, see you, Tom. So it's one of those situations with you where we named you Tommy Bateman because you're a lot like the guy from uh, American Psycho. Me? And that's it. Give the listeners a little background on you. What's your situation? Well, uh, I also am very alone this Christmas, <laughs> as I am every Christmas and every day of my life. And you see, we're hanging out with you. If nothing else, this is like watching the Jerry Springer show. This is an opportunity for you to hang out with two of the bigger losers in Washington, D.C. Point at your radio and just laugh. <laughs> I'm not Tommy. I'm not Hefe. I'm going to my family's house. I'm okay. Um, just a little bit about us. Why are we willing to work on Christmas Day, of all things? Well, other than the fact that we have no one else to spend it with besides each other. And uh, I'll tell you the biggest thing is that I'm not a real big believer in the holidays. Uh, I don't know about you, Bateman, but it's one of those things whenever I got into, whenever I got into radio... The very first thing that they teach you in radio is that you're going to have to be willing to give up your holiday. You're not going to work. You're going to have to work on Thanksgiving. You're going to probably have to work all Thanksgiving week, all Christmas week, and also on New Year's. And this was six years ago in Lubbock, Texas. And I was willing to sacrifice then. You make it all the way up to a market like Washington, D.C., it's like, all right, you know, what's, what's, what's my choice? Sitting at home alone? Either running the best of O'Reilly? No, oh boy. Or can I actually go on the air and hang out with my brothers? So that's the situation where I chose that. But at the same time, too, man, a lot of people don't celebrate the holidays anymore. I don't know. I always look forward to the season itself because I always get that high and low. I'm always like, everything's so wonderful and everybody's happy and it's cheery. And then there's a part of me that's like, I'm so alone. Have you ever noticed, too, where you're hanging out with people that you ordinarily wouldn't hang out with? And there are situations where maybe there have been times where there's been some strife. And then all of a sudden the holidays come around, and it's almost perfect timing because with the holidays coming around, everybody's willing to forgive or forget. I actually had a thing like that last night. I, there was a guy that I was, I was pretty friendly with for a while, and, and then he, like, he had an injury to his neck, and there was some stuff going on, and he, like really kind of, like, lashed out at me, like, for, like, no reason, because I just asked, like, a simple question, and, like, this had gone on for a little while, and I was just like, whatever, I, I don't need to, you know, talk to this friend anymore. And, um... And then how long ago was this? It was a couple months ago, six... Actually, maybe even close to a year. And, um... I actually instant messaged him last night, and I was like, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, how you doing? And you know what, I mean, that's the funny thing about it, too. Ordinarily, especially the little that I do of no, uh, know of you... You wouldn't do something like that. It's not like you'd be like, hey, Merry Christmas, man. How's it going? It's like not like you walk down the streets of Falls Church saying, hey, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I would be annoyed if someone came up to me that day and I was like, Merry Christmas. I'd be like, if you don't get away from me, I'm going to punch you in the face. And it's those exact people, too, that are so cheery and so over the top that I'm happy that we're doing not specifically an anti-Christmas show, but we're going to treat the day like a normal day. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, to me, this is Thursday. 
To me, I'm doing six hours during the day at 106.7 WJFK. Going back to the mending fences thing, I want to give a very special thank you to a former hideout producer, um, Fidel, who ended up running the board here a little while ago. He ran the board from like, he was originally on the schedule from 11 o'clock last night until 6 o'clock this morning. Fidel and I had had a falling out. Uh, considering the hideout, and you actually stepped in after he did, after he exited, and I, some things, some things being said behind backs, things that got back to me. I wasn't completely fond of this guy, and I even coined the phrase about him being unlikable, which he still believes somebody else did. I know you're listening right now, driving home. I'm the one who originally said it. Going back though, in the spirit of the holidays, <laughs> I walk in. I'm happy to see the guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, he, he says to me first, Merry Christmas. And I say, Happy Holidays, bro. It's good to see you. Not only that, I know you were on the schedule until 6. You sacrificed. You worked until 9 o'clock. You're a good dude. And I appreciate you very much for doing that. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. He even left the Yule log on for us. That you and you know that helps kind of set the mood a little bit. It's not warming the studio up anymore, no. but, but it, is, it is setting the mood. Want to say hello to everyone who's uh, giving me the instant messaging. The AOL for broadband instant messenger is JFK El Jefe. Um, this one comes uh, from our buddy Das Vega. The terror alert is high. It's my only day off for the holiday season, and most of my Christmas gifts I got for myself. Merry effing Christmas, Jefe. Bro. I'm doing the show for you. You're the exact reason why we are on the air. I'm driving around this morning. I'm trying to find stuff to listen to during the mini commercials of the National Lampoon uh, Radio Hour, which, by the way, is great because <laughs> it's on JFK. And I'm driving around, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing Say Ferris do Jingle Bells on 99.1. I'm hearing some chick talk about Jesus on... On DC 101, I'm not hot. 90. Everybody's got this Christmas thing going. you got to realize, the people who are awake now and who are up now aren't really interested and are actually probably pissed off the fact that it is Christmas. They don't want to hear your Christmas music, and they don't want to hear the bad Christmas music from Sum 41 and Say Ferris. I'm just uh, kind of surprised how many commercials there are today. I figured today would just be like... It's nothing but like music and, and talk, but it's every every station I pass by is like, see, fifty percent on. And it's not even for stuff like tomorrow. It's like time's running out for Christmas. Get your shopping done now. And I'm like, hey, idiot! It's already passed. It already passed. I mean, it's over. What are you gonna do? Now they're running the commercials for every commercial that I hear now is save tomorrow. Open at six a.m. Come exchange the gifts. Um, or you could be like Sideshow and be a Tower Record right now working. Uh, Empire Records. Oh, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Empire Records. Um, not only that, too, uh, going back a little bit, all the other commercials are for these New Year's Eve gigs that everybody's having and everybody's excited about. By the way, we'll be here on New Year's Eve, too. The difference will be drunk. As broadcasting live from 9 in the morning until 1 in the, after, uh, until 1 in the evening, or 1 in the morning, with uh, alcohol. Uh, Dubs will be back for that show. J-Dubs from the Ron and Fez show and my sidekick here on the hideout. You'll be here. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to get to today. We're, we're still in the middle of how are we, uh, you know, why are we on, are we here, what exactly is going on as I go through my list here. Um, this is a tape program. Yeah. Sponsored by. With promos come pressure, dude. Oh. 
effect, you, are one of those promos around? I don't even worry about it. You know what? Don't even worry about it because I'm afraid that you'll set off every commercial over there. <laughs> <laughs> You're still learning to run the board. But with, with promos come pressure. I mean, it's so funny. Yesterday, I'm sitting around. I'm, I'm listening to, um, hey, I want to say thanks to Bill, who sent me the, uh, who sent me, uh, sent us Christmas greetings. But, and actually, no, take out one. Take out the one and one. No, put, leave that one in. And the one up and one. All right, take that one out. There you go. All right, play number six. Yeah, I know how to do it. I think. Spend Christmas Day with El Jefe. Drunks and the Invalids love this show. Christmas Day with El Jefe. This Thursday morning at 9 on 106.7 WJFK. You see what I'm saying? Now, at that, you would think, man, El Jefe's going to come on. There's a lot of stuff planned. Well, as a matter of fact, there is. Let me run down just some of what we have going on for you. Uh, if you're going to spend Christmas Day with El Jefe, this is what you can expect. Um, we've got games. Bateman, one of the original ways that I had discovered Bateman, Bateman called into the hideout, what was it, in like July? To play a game called Name That Celebrity Badge. Yeah. And it was, in June even, I don't know. An outstanding game, a very funny game. We've got a non-Christmas variation of that. Uh, a ton of prizes. As I run down what we have on the prize list for you this evening, uh, we have 10 Legally Blonde 2 prize packs, 10 WWE prize packs, two Learn to Ski packages, six Fairly Brothers DVDs, uh, rock and roll DVDs, um, a four-pack of CDs. We've got prizes all night long. In fact, somebody asked me, Bateman, and I don't know if you remember this because I don't think you were with the show when we did this, the autographed item of the week. Yeah, I remember it. Do you remember I wasn't on here, but I remember it. That was actually something that Dubs and I had created uh, in, in Michigan when we were in Michigan. And what we would do, and it was funnier back then because... As, uh, nobody knows us, and it would be funny to give it out now. What we would literally do is grab trash, autograph it, talk it up like it was the biggest thing in the world, call up and win the autographed item of the week. It was like, the person's like, yay, I won. Thank you, JFK and El Jefe. And a week later in the mail, they get an empty moon, ride pa uh, moon pie wrapper with an autograph in it. Yeah, I was, was sad I never won one of those. <laughs> do that. Now that people actually know who we are a little bit, they were like, you should bring back the autograph. Well, my, my thing is, is not that you're just signing a piece of trash, but I don't consider most local radio personalities like superstars. Like, <laughs> I need to have their autograph. Like, maybe Stern, because he's so, he's so well known and invented everything on Earth, apparently. But shut up, we're still in this time slot right now. Oh, yeah. He's great. I love, I love him too. Stop. I know this is going to no, be a problem. No, I'm starting to talk trash about everybody no, 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 on the no, no, station. I, actually, I do, I do like Stern, but um, yeah, yeah, like he's the only real radio personality I can see me like, oh, i got to get his autograph. Well, I mean, he's also on TV, and he's got that whole thing going on. Now, I'll tell you, uh, to go with that, it's been always so awkward, too. Uh, in fact, not too long ago, I was out front. A couple of teenagers walked by. And uh, they're like, "Hey, Hefe, can I get can I get your autograph?" I was, you know, obliged. But why the hell would you want it? You're you're exactly correct, man. Why the hell would you want that? Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Justin, welcome into the hideout. Hello, everyone. Um, I just like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um. <laughs> Me and my partner Alex are gonna spend the next to the fire, and um. Uh, you're a fat bitch. <laughs> the, the only person who's a fatter bitch than Santa Claus, according to the Insane Clown Posse, 
is you. If I, people don't know this, but we have a character, and for those of you new to the hideout, not a character, and what we do. No, it's true because he's really a fat bastard. <laughs> this is Matt Albert. Matt Albert's a six foot three, three hundred pound, big fat turd of a man who's a virgin, who's a loser, he doesn't have a driver's license, he doesn't have a job, he's 19, he's just the biggest milk duck turd in the world. Thanks for the talk How are you? I'm great. In fact, he's been banned from the show because we were trying to get him laid. The hideout tried to do some sort of a public service, and we hooked him up with a fat goth chick, a new term coined by Matt Albert and myself called fothic. Fat goth chick. So that way you can just all condense it down. We're making our own speed here. And so with that being said, um, I, apparently your banishment has been lifted. Yeah. She backed out on him. After after teasing you for how long? A month? Two months that she was going to take your virginity? Month and a half that she wasted my precious time. <laughs> I got things to do. No, you don't. I got things to do. Now, then this whole Justin character that you called in as... It sounds familiar like it was on another show. Yeah, in fact, it was. <laughs> Last Saturday, I was the special guest host of the wedding show. <laughs> and I had a good time with Sharon Lewis and Dr. Lisa and the Baker boys who came in. I'm sitting here doing a different thing than we normally do at the hideout. This fat turd decides he's going to call in and try to be funny as the character Justin, who happens to be J-Dubs, and then his partner... His Mexican partner, Alex, I don't know who that could be. That's my real name. And they, and they're talking about how they were having problems with their gay marriage in Canada. <laughs> because they were trying to mix together the cultures. And then he messed up the word. He's like, I want an Afrocentric wedding, like, with some dakshikus. How do you say that? Dashiki. You're not even... Ah, uh, how are your holidays so far? Thank you for checking in with Christmas Day on LFA. Well, my dad did call and offer me some money. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Did you do anything last night for Christmas Eve? Uh, no. I did try to go to a club, but uh, my friend Too fat? Forgot, forgot the directions and he couldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we just played Madden all night. You're born loser. And he's 19 years old. He should be at the point... Remind the new listeners how far you've gotten with a woman. I, I touch breast, but uh, <laughs> no kisses. Have you ever kissed a girl? No. You fat, you fat turd. <laughs> you 19-year-old fat turd. <laughs> how dare you? All right, man. Well, we banned him from the show because we thought we were thought he was being lazy and not getting the fothic to bang him. Let's see. Real quick, last thing. So, did you guys just like drive around for like an hour trying to find the place? Yeah. An hour, a whole hour, and we passed it like six times, and, and we just noticed that there's a big ass X in the front, and uh, yeah, that was just, I talked to him for about an hour afterwards. So, so what was your plan to go there and do though? Because I know you're really shy, and I remember you saying your friends are really shy too. Sit there and sulk. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Hey, it's the holidays. Who isn't sitting around and sulking? All right, you you fat ass. We uh we got some plans with you or for you on New Year's Eve. So okay. and feel free to check in at some other point too. Right. I can't believe you couldn't even. Oh, a Morrow fan brings up a good point. I couldn't Who? believe you. You couldn't even fat. You couldn't even bang a fat gothic chick. You couldn't even bang a fothic. You know how easy. First of all, and I'll go through this rant one more time. Because we got new listeners, and so I can reuse material. 
girls that are goth chicks are usually scarred in some way. That's why they're putting on the whole goth lifestyle. That's part of their thing that they're doing. That's fine. I actually like that. Girls who are fat are usually trying to cover something else up as well. And so when you get a chick who's fat and gothic, she's trying to double keep things on top. You know what I mean? She's trying to cover up like 15, 20 scars. Yeah. And she's, she said she was willing to bang anything. And nothing for you? Uh, nothing. She's, anyway, screw Emerald fan for bringing me up. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. At least I argue. Bye. <laughs> Shut up. Why do you sound like a girl? Do you hear him? He sounds like a girl. I just woke up, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like... I got three hours sleep. That's not good, man. When you're 6'3", 300 pounds, only three hours sleep, that's like you die like that. Well, he has the whole rest of the week to catch up. When you're that fat, man, you need that sleep time. Otherwise, you're going to have a heart attack. Well, hey, should thanks, we... thanks for the, you know, thanks for the... Should we take the over-under? Do you want to do this now? Wait a second. First of all, I believe this kid's going to die before he gets laid. Oh. And the other day on IM, I was asked, I asked him, did I or did I not ask you, do you believe you're going to die virgin? Yeah, you asked me. Do you ever fear that? And he was like, no, nah, I believe it's going to happen. Here's what I'm saying. This time next year, I don't know if we're going to do another Christmas Day with El Jefe, but so far 30 minutes in, I'm having a good time. So here's what I believe. Not only will we not be talking to Matt Albert, he would have already been dead for three months. <laughs> and it would have been a very sad Thanksgiving and Christmas for the hideout because he would have died a virgin. <laughs> now, here's the other thing, too. And, I, again, it's Christmas, and I'm sorry i got to talk about this, Doug, but I'm going to. you got to realize that very first time that you're going to get that silvery, that tingly feeling when you're finally with a woman, mm -hmm. that's when most people die. That's when most people have their heart attacks, especially when they're fat, is when they're about to complete. That, when I get that tingly feeling, my knuckles start there because I'm usually punching at the time. <laughs> so remember that, too. It may be in your best interest not to get laid. Because well, as soon as you do get laid, uh, once that time is complete, it could be it. It could be all why, over for you. Why don't you take a Christmas walk today? I'm going to go what? I'm going to go curl up, curl up into a ball now. <laughs> you're already a ball. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a ball with a couple of extremities. Get in the fetal position and start rocking back and forth because you just made my Christmas so much happier. Hi, bro. It's good to hear from you. Any other hideout regulars or any newbies that want to check in with us, 800-636-1067, I'm not even halfway through my rant about what we're going to do. Part of the problem, and I guess the difference with this show is the fact that we actually have commercials we have to play on, like, the hideout. What? Oh. The sales staff completely ignores El Jefe, completely act like I don't exist, forget that the hideout is the most popular show on Saturday night in the history of Washington, D.C. radio. I say that only because it can't be tracked. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have to, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to, you got to keep me, producer Tommy. You're going to kind of have to keep me on track so we can take breaks. Because if we get behind now, we're screwed for the rest of the day. Don't give me the break sign now. You're a little late. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll take your phone calls. Open lines, people. 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. It's WJFK, and it's the hideout. You're listening to an El Jefe Christmas. The holiday special continues. JFK presents Christmas Day with LFA. 106.7 WJFK. 
And welcome back to Christmas Day with El Jefe, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. My name is El Jefe, and uh, joining me in studio, my producer as well, a two-person show, uh, a two-person operation, in fact. So if you call in and it takes a little while for us to get to your phone calls, too bad. Uh, <laughs> understand, understand that it's a two-person crew, so we're going to try to get to you as soon as possible. I can see you're in the holiday spirit. Whatever. Um, Why is it so early? It really is. I, ca I can't imagine uh, getting up every morning that early. I mean, could you imagine going on at 6? God, no. Uh, love love the Howard Stern show, and I just wonder how he's been doing it for 30, what is it, 20, 30 years. Getting up at like 4.30, going, going on the air at 6 o'clock in the morning. I remember there were, uh, it was about two years or so where I did mornings in, in mid-Michigan. And I, went, I lived in Ann Arbor, had to drive to Lansing. And during that time, I swear to God, I had to lose at least five years off my life. <laughs> because when you think about it, I mean, it's one of those, and anyone who works a morning shift or a night shift, especially the morning shift when you've got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's just, it doesn't matter. Life, life isn't worth it because you have to be in bed by 8 o'clock. You have to be in bed by 8 o'clock. And then when you're in bed at 8 o'clock, the world passes you by. You're not watching The Simple Life. You're not watching... Uh, living The Simple Life. Yeah, or anything like that. The world literally passes you by just so you can get your eight hours of sleep, just so you can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work. The only advantage to that is the fact that you don't have to deal with traffic. And traffic in this place is an absolute bitch in Washington, D.C. Just to reset things for you, uh, I uh, do a weekend show, El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, occasionally do stuff with Ron and Fez as well. Bateman is my producer on the hideout. And we're hanging out with you. JFK El Jefe uh, is the instant messenger. E-L-J-E-F-E -E -E, as, uh, as we chill with you. And some of the stuff that you can expect to hear uh, as we go through Christmas Day with El Jefe. We, I told you about the games that we have. Uh, as well as a ton of prizes, I ran down the list for you. Your calls and participation of well, uh, as well, always welcome. We're gonna have music to go with that. Not this. I, I went on this whole rant about what HFS and DC 101 and Mix and all these these crappy stations are doing as far as playing holiday music. Which again, I can't. If you're gonna do it, go all the way like Wash did. Otherwise, don't even try it because half-assing it's no good. You know, I've been trying to listen to Wash. Just, you know, I try to get that Christmas spirit. That I usually get. You know, I get happy around the holidays, and I also get you know suicidally depressed. But uh, <laughs> I think that's part of the bipolar issue that you have. Who are you calling bipolar? Well, maybe come over there. Anyway, uh, and I've been trying to you know listen to it and try you know be happy and get that smile on my face. But some of the crap they're playing, I, I'm just. Oh, it's hideous. I just want to, like, drive my car off the road. I've never been a big fan of the holiday music as it is. I, I just kind of like it because, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember that time in ninth grade when I went to the mall with that girl I was dating, and that was a happy time, and now I'm like, you know, we're, oh, actually, we're actually going to delve into that a little bit more. The only Christmas music you will hear will either be from the Insane Clown Posse, <laughs> as, as we may play, replay Santa as a big fat bitch for you, and J-Dubs. J-Dub sings the Christmas hits. Should we go ahead and have this? I've got, it, I've got it over here, Bateman. I think we should go ahead and start. Even though I just did the whole rant, if you're going to do it, be funny about it. Uh, J-Dubs, who is my regular partner and who all, can also be heard on the Ron and Fez show, decided he can't be here with us, although he will call in probably during the last hour of the show. That's some, uh... As we're on our last legs at that point. <laughs> 
Um, but Dubs decided what he was going to do was he was going to record some Christmas music for us. So I would now like to play for you, in, in the holiday spirit, a little of J-Dubs singing the holiday hits. Here we come, a washoline among the leaves so green. Here we come, a washoline and so fair and so fair to be seen. Love and joy come to you and to you a wassail too. And God bless you and send you a happy new year. And God bless and send you a happy new year. <laughs> there it is. Happy holidays. Happy holidays from WJFK. And we have more of that too. Wonderful. I, I hear the readings going through the roof. Do not do not worry, as we have uh, plenty of J-Dubs for you. We actually have some interviews and guests for you planned up as well. A uh, few people have been so kind as to spend their Christmas Day with us. So we'll check in with various people concerning different issues, including NBA basketball. Today is a big day for me as my Dallas Mavericks take on the Sacramento Kings. I know you could care less, Bateman. What's basketball? But if I'm going to be on the air for six hours, I would like to talk to somebody as to why my Mavericks suck to high hell right now. In addition, um, we have some station hosts that are slated to call in. So we'll do a little bit of that. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Before I get into what else I wanted to talk to, uh, talk about, I would like to run down, those of you listening now, uh, here's a little Christmas list that I have created for myself. Things that I would like that if you want to stop by the station and bring me any of these things, you will be more than welcome. More than welcome to come in and hang out and do that with us. Especially if you're a woman. Here, the Christmas list for El Jefe includes, and this is part of what you were just referring to. These holidays bring back a lot of memories and feelings and stuff like that. I'd really like a subscription or at least a password to classmates.com. Because I, I, you seem to be the kind of guy, Bateman, that's stuck in high school. Yeah, like I'm the only one in the studio. Well, I just wanted to say you have a buddy with you who, forget the fact that I'm somewhat of a successful for, successful person, forget the fact that I am having, um, I graduated from college, I had somewhat of a successful marriage until recently. <laughs> but now that I, you know, now that I'm on the market again... <laughs> I mean, who needs the trouble of going out uh, to a club, you know, on, on especially like on New Year's? Where are you going to meet chicks? Where are you going to... you, you got to put in all the legwork, and you got to get them to get to know you, and you got to put up with all that kind of stuff. I say, why not retry the ones that you messed up in the past? <laughs> why not go back to high school? Those people already know you, do they not? And if they already know you... <laughs> then, um, you know, you don't have to put in all that extra work. You can kind of just go through it. So I would like a subscription to classmates.com. If anyone on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger on IM happens to have their own screen name and, and uh, password, I believe that I can still click on because I want to get in contact with old buddies, too. I mean, why wouldn't? Why should I have to be completely alone during the holiday season? I figure it would be okay. Maybe call up Brent from high school. Uh, call up... Uh, Jason, or... I heard Brett doesn't like you anymore. Rhiannon. Yeah, the only thing about calling those people up, up is that they do know you, and they're like, remember that time you fell down the steps and everyone was laughing at you? Yeah, see, that happened to me. I was Mr. Cool in high school. I don't know if you know this, <clears throat> but I was, I was voted Mr. South Grand Prairie High School, so I was like the top dog senior year. I was like, I'm having a hard time voting. I was voted most talented 
as you could be. Talented in what? I, I you don't do a radio show in, in high school. <laughs> no. I would have tried otherwise. <laughs> that would have been the only way to get laid. Um, I, so I was a star actor. I was the lead in all the plays. Gay. I was the varsity baseball catcher. You can't call that gay. Catching gay. <laughs> and what else did I do? I don't know. I did a little stand-up comedy. Oh, come on. You okay. had a cricket sound effect right now. You couldn't see me as most talented? No, you're dead. I think we have some calls. <laughs> why can't why can't you indulge me for a second? Yeah, you're great. Jason, welcome into the hideout. Or nice Christmas day, uh, big guy. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you so much, buddy. How are you? Um, you know, I'm in the same situation as you are. How, no, uh, no girlfriend, just the right hand, no family. <laughs> you know what? In fact, let me say something too. DCRTV.com Dave wrote, somebody posted on there that I was going to be on, and then he said, yeah, I have face separated, all he's got is his right hand. There's no shame in that. There are, many, there are many of us this holiday season that all we have are our right hands and our videos or DVDs. I only do that just for forearm exercise, no other reason. So uh, what's your situation? There's nothing going on, huh? Nothing going on. I have a question, though. Yeah. I would, um, first of all, I would like to, I like your show, but here's my question. Mm -hmm. In the evening, I take up too much time. In the evening, they have the, the sports dude, right? You know, you need to take over every night, man. Well, thank you. We sign it in, uh, as a gratification type thing. I'd like to, are you a Chinese person or a pizza person? You're everyone there. <laughs> pizza, I think, is what we dig. All right, why well, don't let the pizza place open? I'm going to, um. If uh, not, orange chicken. Orange chicken yeah. with white rice. Look at this. Jason, how cool are you, bro? Come on in. If you happen to bring us food, I'm going to give you a prize pack as well. WWE. What about that? How many people are at the, at the studio that you're working with? Two-person show. <laughs> it's really sad. It's two of us right now. No, wait. All right. Uh, what do you guys like on the team? I'm just going to have it delivered to your place. Give me a credit card. Shabang, shaboom. Oh, you're awesome. Pepperoni and bacon. Look at this. Like, how amazing is this? This is the holiday spirit. Jason, I appreciate you, bro. Seriously, man. Hopefully everything works out for you. Did you exchange gifts with anybody or anything? No, no. We're, we're Jewish people. Actually, it's um, I'm going out with my uh, ex uh, tonight, so it's just one of those bang things, see you later type things, I think. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that kind of a relationship? It's perfect. Doesn't make you a bad person. Not at all. Thank you, bro. All right, man. It's, uh, we, we, on, well, what's this? Bye. Bye. See you. 800-636-1067, In fact, um, along with theclassmates.com, we're going to have an interview coming up with a website called reunitepeople.com. Uh, a lady by the name of Lynn Marie Cardi who's going to join us, give up her Christmas Day to hang with us. Because, let's be perfectly honest, today is one of those days where you have the emotions that come back, you have the feelings that come back, and you don't want to be alone. You know, maybe now just spending Christmas alone or the holidays alone, it, that's enough time right there for you to say, you know what, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to at least try. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I don't want to pay for this subscription to Clausmates.com. I would like for somebody to give it to us. And here he is, Mr. Johnny Punani, who is also a hideout regular, coming to hang out on the show. Hey, bro, how's it going, man? Oh, fan? Oh, you brought gifts. I brought gifts. And Tommy, you know, I don't know you real well, but I know because you're a producer, you're on your first step to uh, uh, that, you know, that radio executive thing. Go ahead and open yours up, Tommy. What? Wow, you got gifts. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's nothing special. They're re-gifts, so. <laughs> I mean, I had to clear out some of my closet. Uh, Punani, who uh, has been part of the hideout, comes out here, does various pro. We'll just call you a programming assistant. How does that sound? Oh, whatever, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I hate to jump back in the program. I was listening in the first segment. 
Now I know why. It's empty? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You gave him something that was empty? I gave him an empty box. You might need it for something. It's a thought that counts. We need empty boxes, but of a different variety. <laughs> no, Tommy, I got the real thing. It's, it's out there. That's but, fine. But I, no, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, no wonder why I suck at radio. I've got a great, great family life and all this, and I mean... No, that's true. We were talking about how most radio people tend to be scarred. And, you know, you're content. I'm content. You don't have that need for love me, daddy, or love me, mommy, or how come people didn't pay attention to me and things like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a, uh, what is it, 500-piece puzzle for you? It's, yeah, this it's is cool. cool. It's a play ball jigsaw puzzle. 500 interlocking pieces. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, another uh, part of the reason I mentioned most talented is because of the fact that I was a star varsity catcher. In fact, a lot of people don't know this. Let's, let me tell you real quick how great I was at the game of baseball. During in the game of baseball, it just so happened that as I was growing up in Dallas, Texas, I played against Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood, who went to the Crosstown High School that I went to. Kerry Wood, star, all-star pitcher for the Cubs. Vernon Wells, all-star center fielder who plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. He stole about five bases off of me in one game. I also played against Jason Jennings, who plays for the Rockies. I played against Michael Bassett, who plays for the Mets. Uh, a few other guys. There's one other guy who's playing Major League Baseball. And I grew up playing against these guys. And I'm not going to say I was of their caliber, but I got to play in the same league with them. And to me, that's something. To me, that's something that I'll always be able to hold on to and share. Fascinating. Uh, 800-636-1067. 2024321067. other thing, so that was the classmates.com subscription that I wanted. I also wanted a PS2. Whoever can bring me a PS2 for the holidays, because right now I'm still playing the same old PS1. Punani, Bateman, either one of you guys into video games at all? I honestly feel like I'm completely missing the boat. I see J-Dubs. Jada was my radio partner from the London Fest Show. He has this fantastic life where all he does is radio and PlayStation 2. I go over to his house just so I can play the PlayStation 2. He's got the Madden 2004. I'm a big NBA fan. I like the NBA Live games. They don't make those anymore. I recently bought one of the crappiest games ever for PS1 just because it happened to be a 2004 NBA game. Sucks. Spent 30 bucks. completely blew it. Are you an NBA fan? No, well, I watch the game. I don't. I, when it comes, when it comes to the answer the question, are you a PS2 fan? No, I mean, but I do computers. I mean, you've seen me up in the dump room. Yeah. I got my computer there, and I've got my you know 50 games loaded onto that sucker. That's all I do. Yeah, Johnny Panani, Bateman, El Hafe here with you. Christmas Day with El Hafe. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. So that's another thing that I was looking for. If anybody wants to bring down a PS2. Yeah, you know what I'd love to do? I mean, Cameron pretty much gave me free reign to do whatever I want on this Christmas Day with Ohio. <laughs> this, this is scary. And right now, I got, I'm sitting here looking at the Yule log on hey, WB50. So what I would like to do, bring a PlayStation up. I'll play you in a game. Uh-oh. If I beat you in an NBA game, I get to keep your your PlayStation. Ooh. Maybe we should, I should just do that from now on. What do you give up if you lose? Nothing. You get to come on. You oh, get okay. to come hang out. I so be okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of hanging out, well, I'll talk to you later about it. But I was thinking, oh, you know, no, I mean, here's a perfect situation. I mean, you know, people, what, it's Christmas, for God's sakes. You know, and people that are either listening, you know, that are listening probably don't have anything better to do. Exactly. We've got some windows out here. I'm thinking they should come down and give us Christmas carols outside our windows. 
Ah, well, I, we had J-Dubs for that, though. Well, I, that's oh, what, that was a fantastic rendition. Oh, and don't think we don't have more. As J-Dubs continues to sing the holiday hits, like White Christmas, Noel. Well, I'm not talking about them coming in the studio. I'm talking them standing out there. Standing outside. Yeah, and singing Christmas carols to us, and we'll wave at them. Well, if they're going to be so nice as to come down. Great, just so we need more guys around the studio. Well, no, it's got to be chicks. we got to have some chicks. Come on. If, all right, wait a second. If you're a chick... And you're and you're seriously considering coming down to WJFK on Christmas. I love you, exactly. But as scarred as they, we are, they're bringing that Christmas spirit to to JFK and to you know the show. They're also bringing about three hundred I mean, extra pounds. <laughs> and there's a problem with that, Mr. Damon? <laughs> yeah, I forget. Fernandi likes the heavy hoodies. He's into well, that. I'm a bit smaller, so I think they would crush me. Now, all right, here you might enjoy it. I just went into the whole thing. If you're a chick and you're coming down here, you're probably scarred. Not to say that's a bad thing. My my third and final thing on my Christmas list, which includes a subscription to clownsmates.com, a PlayStation 2. I also want a lap dance from a goth chick. And I don't believe goth chicks celebrate Christmas, so I don't think that's completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, as we go through Christmas Day with El Jefe, we have uh, so many, I mean, we have various topics for you. Like I said, we got prizes. I got to check in with people. We have uh, Batemans. The non-Christian name that celebrity badge. Um, can we go ahead and give up who it, it's? It's namely you got to name the badges of Jewish women and Scientologists, the women who yes. practice Scientology, because they're more than likely not practicing Christmas. So we're going to do that for you. Like I said, we got the interview with ReunitePeople.com. We also have to exchange gifts. Uh, Bateman and I are going to exchange gifts. And it, you think you had a hard time getting him whatever you got him? Imagine, I'm actually supposed to know this, dude. And I I, I was like, what do I get him? Some some cutty, cuttery knives? No. Some slap happy no. porn? I was honestly thinking of getting him like a serial killer DVD collection because his name is Bateman. I swear to Christ, I was like, I don't want to give him any ideas. I swear to you, the Ted Bundy one, if anybody has seen that Ted Bundy movie, it's so amazingly, perfectly you that it's scary. How about a lifetime uh, prescription for Valium? Do you, do you take any prescription drugs? Uh, I take one for my stomach. Yeah, and sure. Shut up. And then I take <laughs> and I take one to keep me uh, more even so I don't go off the deep end and, like, you know, Stay on that break one. someone's face. <laughs> and I take an occasional one for, like, anxiety or whenever I just feel like laying around. All right, no drugs for him anymore. That's, that's enough. Yeah, all right, we're going to take a break. Again, we're on this commercial schedule, which I can't believe. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and kind of get the show started. We've been a lot, we've been doing a lot of the, um, you know, kind of setting things up, and we'll have to kind of recap as, you know, people are going to be upset. Why isn't Stern on? Why isn't O'Reilly on? Again, they don't send feeds. Actually, I don't know if anybody's going to miss O'Reilly. To be perfectly honest with you, I will miss the Ron and Fez 11 a.m. hour, however. But we'll 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 make our best to kind of push through that as we go. And your phone calls, you know, we are live, so 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Speaking of the Ron and Fez show in the 11 a.m. hour, uh, some buddies of ours are slated to stop by uh, sometime during the 10 o'clock hour. I don't know if we can depend on them because they do a fake radio show. And so I don't know if they understand that the deadline that I had set up for them was indeed, indeed real and not fake. When I said be here by 10 o'clock, it means be here by 10 o'clock. But we have a little game that we're going to get the Cosmic Circus to go out on the streets of Washington, D.C. to play. Yeah, did you tell them which day? Damn, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're coming right back. 
is Christmas Day with El Jefe on JFK. This is Christmas Day with El Jefe. Christmas Day with El Jefe is uh, your buddies are hanging out with you on this. Happy holidays, I would like to say to everyone, even though we are doing what is somewhat of the anti-Christmas show. But I would like to say happy holidays to everybody. I want to thank Punani who has stopped in with us. Punani, another character on El Jefe's hideout. My producer is here, Tommy Bateman. Everybody who's chatting with us via the AOL for broadband instant messenger. Half of the cosmic circus is here. As uh, Perinoid is here, we will bring in the uh, the full team when Cigar Sid gets here, is a uh, uh, part of it is that uh, you know we've made some good buddies in the last year since last Christmas, including the Ron and Fez show, and it's opened us up to a whole lot of of other people, a lot of players uh, on their on their show. Um, I have to admit, you know, a lot a lot of the popularity of uh, El Jefe's Hideout, our Saturday night show, has to do with the fact that so many Ron and Fez listeners completely embraced us as sort of the, the spinoff show. Uh, with J-Dubs being there as well. Not to say that everybody here hasn't been outstanding to us, but I, uh, I know that show gives a little something extra. So we're going we're gonna to give a little thanks back as the Cosmic Circus, the fake radio show, is going to come in in a bit to help out a real radio show, uh, going out on the streets, doing various things on this, uh, on this happy holiday for you. Going back, though, we were talking about uh, just why I gave up on Christmas, why it's not such a big deal for me to be working on Christmas Day, I gave up on Christmas partly because of radio, like I like I mentioned earlier. But two, I got into the situation, and I don't know if it's because I'm not a real religious person, or if it's because I've I've never been real big into giving. <laughs> but I I don't like celebrating on specific days, Johnny. I'm I'm of the person or of the belief that I don't need a specific a specific day to give thanks to my God. You know, I don't need to give thanks or go to church on Sunday because I would give thanks every day. I I'm even the same day, same way with my birthday. Although that's one of the most selfish, you know, self-holidays that we have, I don't like to make a big deal of my birthday, and I never really have once I graduated from high school because, you know, why do you have to just give me presents on February 10th? Why couldn't you, like Jason, who's going to order some pizza, why couldn't you do that every day? I like how he drops in February 10th. Well, I want you to know, as the hideout producer, that that's a date you should be circling. I think I'm off that date. <laughs> um, but to, to go with Christmas, too. Uh, and it was something that my ex-wife had gotten me involved in, in the fact that why do we have to just exchange gifts on our anniversary or on Valentine's or on Christmas, to be specific? Why is it that we can't exchange these gifts on every day? You know, So we even made a point of it to not exchange gifts Unless, like, we would give them on, like, the 23rd of December. Or maybe give gifts on the 27th of December and things like that. You understand what I'm no, saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Not, you know, I, the, the thought is nice, but, it, I mean, first of all, it's commercialism. Let's, let's face it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, everything between, uh, what is it, Black Friday, whatever that's called, uh, right after Thanksgiving through, you know, essentially the beginning of the new year, it's been pretty much taken over by commercialism. I mean, and... Good, bad, or indifferent. I know there. Hey, you know, I still believe in all the different holidays and celebrating with the family. But it's that's it, the key part is with the family. And you re, and you realize too that so many things, so many people are are working today. It's one of the situations where you know the, the Department of Homeland Security. 
They're not taking today off. Thank God. In Thank fact, you for, hey, thanks for not uh, taking it off. Exactly, and I'm sure there are some people right now that are listening to this show at work, helping to fight terrorism, and I can't tell you how much we thank you for that. That and the uh, Department of Defense. I mean, the Army, yeah. Navy, Air Force guys, you know, hey. You can't, you can't take those days off. At the same time, too, the people at 7-Eleven, you know, that's where I went and got my quote-unquote energy for the day, my Cracker Jacks, <laughs> my soda. Yeah. I uh, could, could say something about that. but And that's where I'm going to go get my, uh, get my dinner as well. The, you know, 12-inch burrito? Well, there you go. That and the, the double hot dog, the half-pound hot dog they got now? Cheeseburger Big Bite. For those of you that maybe are looking for a place to be open and you need to grab a little food, why not grab a cheeseburger big, big bite? Jesus would want you to. <laughs> what, otherwise what would Jesus do? Yeah, otherwise he wouldn't have created it. Let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> Bateman, you're over there cringing. You can't eat at 7-Eleven? What, you're too good for that? Well, I've never eaten at 7-Eleven. Never? Yeah. Ever? No, 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 no. Food, if you want to Not even that. like, well, because you don't drink, though. I was going to say, it's no. perfect after a drunken binge. Actually, well, last night I was looking for food, and I actually went in there, and I flicked at the pizza, and it looked like it was like a burned shoe. It was so disgusting looking. Well, like, what time were you in there, though? Like 11. And, you know, so what? That was the only place where you could get food. How are you going to be picky? I decided to have a honey bun and um, a glazed donut. Oh, that's right. healthy. Yeah, that's, you should have had the burned <laughs> shoe. I'd rather have a burned shoe. Sorry, Mr. Soda and Cracker Jacks for breakfast. And whatever. Whatever's keeping me going for these, the, the six-hour Mexican marathon Christmas Day with Alhefe. <laughs> I'll take a look at your physique and then take a look at mine. Well, you always rub that in. Why do you always have to rub... This is why... You know what, Punani? That's why I like you. You're fatter than me. <laughs> and you appreciate that and you understand that. I got, I got no problem with the way I, I look. Hey, I, I, it, it, when I was his age, I was in better shape than him. No doubt about that in my mind. Lies. So hey, wait a whoa, second. Wait a second. Hey, I could run five miles in under, you know, in about thirty minutes. So I don't even need. I know you can't do it. So and let no. me say this: that makes me happy because Bateman, I want you to look at Punani. You're looking into the future. Very possible. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, hey, you know, will you kill yourself before it gets to that point? Yes. You want you? What's wrong with you, Punani? You have, you have got to be happy with yourself. He's, and if I if I get and I will get fatter and I will have a massive corner <laughs> when I'm 45. <laughs> you know, and that's the life I live. Be happy with yourself and go on living. That's all part of the the, the spirit of the holiday. Actually, could you try and time it with Matt Albert so we can just have like a double ceremony? Well, no, you got we don't need all the fat kids on the hideout dying on the same day, I'll tell you exactly. that. Exactly, that's the thing, is it's, it's the ratings thing. Once this thing goes five days a week, you need one, what, in the spring book? Spring book? And then one in the fall book? Someone to die in the spring and someone to die in the In fact, uh, with Punani, I remember I'd only known you for like a month. You came to sit in on the hideout. I think it was when we were still Saturday night overnight. I was like, dude. We really need you to die before the new year in order, in order, in order to get the, the heat behind us. Because you need people to write articles. And I was like, don't just die. Do us a favor and die on the air. That's going to be the most infamous show ever. And so we're looking forward to that. Well, um, we've slated a whole bunch of guests for this Christmas Day with El Jefe. Um, just about all of them turned us down, except for the three that I would mentioned a second ago. The biggest one that turned us down actually... Ended up turning us down because the show got canceled. And so there was no real point to check in. There was no real point to, to start pimping the tickets when there was going to be no show at the Patriot Center coming up uh, this Sunday. And I can't tell you how disappointed I was. And those of you, anybody that listens to El Jefe's Hideout, anybody who's ever heard of me, know that there are three grand things that I do love in this life. Three things that make me happy whenever I am sad on these holidays. Uh, ironically enough, I was on instead of one of them. Uh, Howard, any time that I'm down and depressed, I always turn on Howard and I feel great. Secondly, 
uh, until recently, uh, make all my problems go away whenever I turn on Dallas Mavericks basketball, except for this latest four-game skid. And the other thing that I know, if I'm down and I'm depressed, ironically enough, I can listen to it, and it makes me happy, is Marilyn Manson. So one of the things that we always do on Saturday nights with the hideout, one of the reasons I'm so disappointed that this Sunday I'm not going to have anywhere to go at the Patriot Center is because I will not be able to see this man live. It is, in fact, mandatory Marilyn Manson, even on Christmas Day, and a special little uh, selection for you. It just so happens to be Antichrist Superstar. Marilyn Manson, 106.7 WJFK. We're going to come back with the Cosmic Circus. As they're looking for you on the streets, they're looking for you to give you prizes. Christmas Day with El Jefe on JFK. And happy holidays to you. Welcome back to Christmas Day with El Jefe, 106.7 WJFK, mandatory Marilyn Manson, even on Christmas Day. The title track from my favorite CD of all time, Antichrist Superstar. That was Marilyn Manson. Happy holidays. It's not going to be the usual holiday music that you would hear on every other douchebag station. we got ICP so far, Marilyn Manson, and other stuff lined up for you as well. Um, Instant Messenger available to you, AOL for broadband Instant Messenger as uh, I hang out. Johnny Punani, who's a regular from the hideout, is here. We have Tommy Bateman here, letting you understand that uh, Howard will be back tomorrow with the best of. Howard does not send a feed on Christmas Day, so instead we will uh, we'll do this live thing for you, hanging out for those of you that uh, really don't have anything else going on during this holiday. Don't feel like you're alone. Your brothers are here with you. Now, we're not the only radio show that works on Christmas. In fact, uh, he looks a little tired. I think he came off of that long overnight shift that most shows have to break in with. El Jefe, how are you, my brother? Perry Noid from the Cosmic Circus is here. Perry Noid, bro, welcome into Christmas Day with El Jefe. Thank you very much. This is an honor, man. I'm a big fan since your first night here, and uh, I'm nervous. I'm a little uh, worn out from the Cosmic Circus. You know, we had our Christmas party last night, and I haven't been to bed, so... Uh, How was the valet parking? Yeah, well, it was in a chat room, but uh, <laughs> we're a little worn out, but we're all right. I was going to say, is it a real Christmas party? It's a fake Christmas okay. party, like everything in part of the Cosmic Circus. How are you guys? Merry Christmas yeah, and Merry holidays. Yeah, everybody. definitely to you. Let me introduce, let me give a little background, for because it's a different time slot, so I want to let everybody know who exactly you are, Perry. We, um, like I mentioned before, I had done work with the Ron and Fez show and being the transitional producer. My usual sidekick, J-Dubs, is a producer on the Ron and Fez show. And part of the great thing of 2003 was not only meeting Ron and Fez, was also meeting all of their buddies and all of their buddies becoming super um, supportive of the hideout. And that does include the Cosmic Circus. We appreciate you and all your support that you've given to the hideout in 2003. And now it's our chance to give a little back to you. Briefly, explain to the listening audience, what is the Cosmic Circus? It's a cluster F, basically. <laughs> uh, we're just a bunch of losers who want to make it in the business. And you know what? Ron and Fez have been great to the Cosmic Circus. They, are all, they always leave the door open to everybody, and they make everybody feel welcome. And uh, you guys were, you know, I met you guys. Actually, I came down and met you guys at the hideout. 
We had a little uh, evening here with Cherry and had a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't part of that. A former intern was. Yeah, that was a magical night there. <laughs> but uh, the Cosmic Circus, we just want to break into the radio business, and nobody wants to give us a shot. Well, hold on a second. Tell me, I mean, the, okay. where can we... You have a website, right? Perinoid.com. Perinoid.com, and does it give all of the background information on the Cosmic Circus? No, no. Right now we're working on that. We just have a couple of links up, uh, a couple of files up, you know, clips of our show, but we haven't really... 2004, we're going to unveil the new circus with all the background info and all that stuff. Right now we just wanted to start getting material up on the site. Oh, you know, and here's one of the big reasons, and I've always been, I've always been a big believer in this. You have to say that you're good. Nobody else in the world believes that you're good. In fact, most of the people are going to think that you suck. So if you don't have the confidence in yourself, you know, you're not going to make it in this business. What I, I'm, I am truly a fan of the Cosmic Circus, and I've never heard a minute of it. And the reason I like it is because you have an outstanding marketing ploy. It's a Cosmic Circus, much like the hideout. You feel like whenever you're going to enter it, you're entering a whole other world. That's right. And out of reality, you know. It's just... Have you been sending out demo tapes? No, we haven't even gone that far yet. You know, we. So how are you going to get a show? Right now, we're just amusing ourselves, and, and we're, you know, it's like pre-production. We're seeing what works, what doesn't work. We don't want to send anything out till we're confident we have the material that knocks everybody's socks. And you know, this is a lot like um, Spider-Man or X-Men, where they had the idea for it for a long time, but they didn't want to put it out there until they had the absolutely best product possible. But there was always that thought, man, I can't wait for the Spider-Man movie to come out. Man, I can't wait for the next next uh kill bill we were just hearing about that for three years so is this part of the whole cosmic circus scheme where we could just be hearing about the fake radio show for three years until you actually put it out there it's all hype give them a little bit give them just enough to you know what the hell is that you know what's going on and, and then knock them dead in 2004 we're going to come at you hard it's, it's a brilliant marketing strategy they do it in tv with beta testing all the time this is a three-year beta test right. I, I see nothing wrong with it and it being cosmic it's, it's you know, you know. I, they don't need to go to radio stations. I mean, it's that whole, right. you know, I you're mean, just going to meld with some program and drop that. We're not going to give you what you hear on real radio. Right now, we're, you know, we're going to be an Internet radio until someone goes, hey, you know, I think these guys could work on real radio. So do you broadcast on the Internet at Paranoid.com? Oh, we're going to be in January. <laughs> We're going, we're so, going right, to... so right now the show can't be heard right. anywhere. Right. We're and in... that's good because they can't tell you you suck if they haven't heard it. And, and there's no way to prove that it sucks. There's no one to record it. It's the greatest show on fake radio. I'll, I'll give you that right there. Exactly. Like the treehouse. Uh, the last time Marilyn Manson was in town, I went to go watch Marilyn Manson. I offered J-Dubs the, the chance to come with me. <laughs> Instead, he decided he was going to stick around with Bateman and do what has now infinitely uh, become infamous. In J Dub's Treehouse. And with J Dub's Treehouse, um, hold on, I think I saw something. J Dub's Treehouse, featuring Al Hefe. Oh, WJFK. Well, you always got to slip your name in so people don't forget who you are. But that became infamous for sucking. And now it's always going to be known for sucking. On the other hand, Perry Noyne's Cosmic Circus could be the greatest thing ever, and we're not going to know until at least 2004. You know, hopefully we can land some kind of gig here at WJFK, the legendary JFK, uh, the Treehouse. You know, I thought it was one of the greatest shows ever. You know, I thought it. You know, I'd like to see another uh, Treehouse, to be honest with you. And, uh, as I as I roll around here on the Cosmic Circus, I like it because it just the name itself, anything circusy. I mean, much like the Insane Clown Posse, you, you have something there that's. 
You know what? I didn't even realize that. We put a picture of an evil-looking clown on the site, and then I said, you know what? We're totally ripping off the uh, ICP. But you know, no, it's not a rip-off. I mean, to me, uh, all of this is just, oh, that's all of that's to be played back. You got PSAs on there? Well, we, we wanted to give something out to our fans. You know, we got a lot of people writing in asking for material. The curiosity is getting to people, you know, and uh, they hear the name, and we flood the Internet with the name, and... People are actually interested, which kind of spooks me. You know, now we don't have anything to give them. So you realize that that first show is going to have to be stellar. Oh, it's going to knock people out. You know, it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Why not? There are ton There's tons of time to be had on all over radio. I mean, even here on JFK. I know, I know Cameron is listening right now. And for that specific reason, <laughs> as Perry's a little scared, for that specific reason, we decided to bring the Cosmic Circus in and have them do a little something to kind of to kind of get things going. We appreciate that opportunity, and we hope we don't let you down, and we hope we knock uh, all the listeners' socks off. Come on out and uh, hang out with the circus on the streets. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're sending the Cosmic Circus, Paranoid, and your other half, Cigar Sid, who is running late. Mm, yeah, you know, the I don't know where he is. All right, well, he'll be here at some point. It's a fake radio show. They're not used to being places on time. That's all right. We'll deal with it, though. That's part of the allure. Hey, you never knew when uh, Guns N' Roses lead singer Axl Rose was going to show up to do a show. Is that the kind of thing we can expect from the Cosmic Circus? We're an audio box of Cracker Jacks, and you never know what the hell you're going to get when you hire us or even just listen to us. Huh? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to send the Cosmic Circus on the streets, and we're going to play a little game actually thought up by the guy who sat in with us last week, Panani. That guy was um, Travis. Travis came in. He's also a programming assistant here at JFK. He had a great idea about three weeks ago, but we didn't get our prizes on Saturday, so we had to push it back, oddly enough, for Christmas Day, called Sex Toys for Teats. Oh, jeez. Merry Christmas, Washington. And Merry Christmas, Washington, D.C. Our buddy from MidnightMonkey.com, that's N-I-T-E, Tom, sent us a whole bunch of sex toys. And what I want to do is send Perinoid along with Cigar Sid and the Cosmic Circus, out to the various places in Washington, D.C., where people actually are in clusters, and have them approach women and ask them to reveal their beautiful breasts mm-hmm. for sex toys. Now, there are a couple rules, Perinoid, that we have to follow. This is Christmas. Are you sure this is all right? It's going to be fine as long as we follow the following rules, all right? <laughs> First and foremost, if you're going to have them, Make sure you get their permission to come on the air with us, okay? All right. And then before you can talk to them, you have to tell them, hey, you're going on the air on WJFK with Christmas Day in El Jefe, all right? A real radio show. Exactly. Now, I don't care if you, you know, did you bring flyers for the Cosmic Circus? We got a couple of bumper stickers we're going to be bringing with us. That's the thing. This show, this show, the Cosmic Circus, has bumper stickers. Do you know JFK doesn't have bumper stickers? I don't know if JFK has ever had bumper stickers. We've got plain white T-shirts, and that's it. It, how, how much did it cost for you to get those bumper stickers made? It was about 200 bucks, you know, for like 100 of them. But, you know, money's no object when you're chasing a dream, and uh, we, we're not going to look to JFK. We want to work for JFK. We're not going to look to them to spend a penny. We believe the underground will do it all ourselves, the independent thing, you know. That's what I said, and I'm still getting paid nothing. Here we are, <laughs> eight, nine months later working on Christmas Day. But we're all having fun. Yeah, that's true. And we're living dreams. It's better than sitting at home just staring at that burning log on... WB50, at least we're talking while staring at it. It's cozy on the radio show. Other rule that needs to be followed. We cannot have people bearing their breasts in the wide open public on Christmas Day. Again, this is a thank you to the Cosmic Circus. 
take these women to a private place. Oh, this is lovely. So they will show you their boobs. What I highly recommend is see if you can find women that will come back to the station and do it. I know that's a little tough, but you may want to do something like that. This is part of what the do we need their to do. Do we need their permission to bring them in? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah knocking them over the head and bringing them in doesn't work. <laughs> Easter rags and cosmic circus uh, bands, uh, they don't make for a good mix, at least not on the holiday, all right? This could be a monkey wrench. Let's work on it. We'll get them back here. And then finally, no means no. No harassing. Right. So if a chick says, no, you're very spooky, you're creeping me out, you and Cigar said, even though I'm a fan. Now, why ever would they say that? Come on. What did you do last night? You really do seem like you've had one hell of a night. When was the last time you slept? I couldn't tell you. It's probably, I don't know. What did you do today? How are you, today, how, today. How are you celebrating the holiday? You walked in and celebrating it on the hideout, baby. How you, are you? You came in and said you're celebrating that you're. This is the loser Christmas because you are somewhat. You're feeling good. My uh, my baby's out of town, and uh, you know. So you're doing sex toys for teats. I'm doing sex toys for teats with El Jefe. You can't ask for a better holiday. Punani, any ideas where we can go and we can find ladies to? First of all, we need to actually think of places where people are going to be. Yeah, you know, I did want to mention one thing, and I, and I don't mean to cut anybody off. I just want to say this real quick. There's a code orange out there. And are you trying to maybe get us to go to populated areas? Is this like some way to get rid of the circus? No. In a weird... Okay, that's why his name's Terry Noyce. I'm a little nervous about the code orange going on. Look, I don't believe the code orange in any way is going to affect sex, sex toys for teeth. Um, in fact... I think it should actually help. I think people are a little on edge. This is a way to kind of take back all of the pressure, the holiday feelings that people are having, the little of being uptight, the tightness of the, uh, you know, the lower half. We're going to make them feel safe out there. You come on up to the Cosmic Circus. We look spooky, but we're friendly. You know? <laughs> we got toys for it. The only sad thing is that we don't have anything that says you're from WJFK. That's probably a good thing, actually. You know, I don't want to get the station in trouble or anything. Punani, where should we go? Where are, where are people on Christmas Day other than the, the radio station? you got to figure 7-Eleven is pretty popular. You know, and they're going to be the people that are looking for something to do. I don't know how many women you're going to find. Yeah, so uh, Christmas carolers just kind of drive around the... Uh, do people, I thought people... People know, Christmas carol on Christmas Eve, not on Christmas Day. Do they? Day. I don't know. Well, who knows? You know, just if you see a group of people singing, you know, that's ideal. Because probably they've had a little bit too much of that eggnog and, you know, there's probably some hot looking chicks. Of course, the third one, the obvious one, church. Church. What? Wait, no, 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 no. What do you mean? No, I know. I'm not. I was joking. That is a joke. That is a joke. A joke. Even I won't go, you know. I will make that very clear to you. You are not to set foot anywhere near a church. Okay? Now, yeah. That would be very bad. In fact, I'd rather you go. Now I'm rethinking the whole bit as it is. I like the way this gentleman thinks we may. Want to like steal him for the circus? Hey, no, 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 no! I got a real fake radio show. <laughs> Actually, he does, and it's all about soccer. I was thinking movie theaters. I yeah, mean, yeah, people are going to be at movie theater. I mean, Walmart. It's one of those things. Um, it's ten thirty-five now on Christmas Day. People by this point have probably already waken up, woken up. They've probably already opened their gifts, and now they're sitting around with their family. Disgusted that they didn't get what they wanted. <laughs> disgusted because their mother or their father didn't like the present that they got them. And now you're trapped with your family. So most people are going to try to escape to the movie theater. Probably a quick trip to 7-Eleven to um, 
stuff your pockets with a whole bunch of stuff so that you don't have to pay the uh, insane prices at the movie theater and then going from there. So I think a movie theater isn't a bad idea. You want us to actually walk into a movie? No, I would no, because that would involve you paying for a movie ticket. Oh, we can work things out. <laughs> I, I do believe if we got in front of a movie theater and just held the movie up. You, you were the one that was saying that you were afraid of illegal activities. Is that illegal? Just doing stand-up in front of a movie? Oh, well, if you don't pay for your ticket, yeah, it's pretty I mean, much stealing. Yeah. Oh. So those are, the, those are the various places. 800-636-1067, Those are some of the places that we could end up going. Okay, let's do that. Is that okay? Let's do it. I mean, I was also thinking, what about just knocking on someone's door? No, like going no, up and no. crashing someone's Christmas. No. <laughs> cosmic Christmas, we'll knock on your door, we'll see if we can come in and see what's under the tree. Go to public places. <laughs> that don't include churches or private property. All right. God. We'll do it. This is going to be good, man. I'm a little excited now, and uh, this bag of sex toys is getting me a little excited, too. So, <laughs> what, what kind of toys do we have? Good question, Pernani. Let's look through here and see what we've got. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you know, this is this is the grabber. This is what's going to get them to do it. Now, this is from MidnightMonkey.com. Um, Tom, our buddy, sent us this stuff, and it turns out he sent it to us, and it was here on Friday, but the, the mortgage company upstairs got it and opened it. And so, <laughs> and so we didn't get it till Monday. They were like, uh, Hefe... I got some toys here for you. And, of course, it's a magic wand. Like what's supposed to be, I guess, the uber dildo. The supreme in dildo-ness is right here. So there's a magic wand as part of Sex Toys for Teats uh, that the Cosmic Circus will be going out, spending the holidays trying to do. Um, the only other, I only got two real sex toys for you. Now, I will give you some presents if you're interested. We're all going to hell. That's, <laughs> I don't understand. So I want to get in this business. This is what you got to do. All right, all right. You got to be willing to do this on Christmas Day. Bateman, are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. I, as the producer of the show, now that certain uh, topics and issues have been brought to light, does this worry you at all? That we are sending them out with the magic wand and the G-Spot vibrator kit. Better them than me. <laughs> it's part of sex toys for teeth. <laughs> Fair enough. You look worried now. Uh, as I show you, as I show you the other gift that you have. Everything's a little too real right now. <laughs> no, see, you, this, this is fake radio, man. This is a little real, but this uh, is the thing. You're gonna have to go out and you're gonna have to deal with real people, real vibrators, on a real Christmas day, and get them to try to show them, uh, show you their boobs as part of this whole, as this whole situation. Maybe even test some of the toys out. That would be outstanding. If you were able to get it. But, again, we can't do this in public. Oh, I got you. It's almost better if you go and you recruit women and bring them back to the station to make this happen. Right. Do you know of any local movie theaters that you can go to? Oh, yeah. We're going to bring some people back. All right. I'm excited about this. This could work. You think so? I think so. Now, is this too wrong to actually be doing on, on Christmas Day? Because I'll be honest with you. Like I told you before, I'm not a big believer in the day or the holiday. To me, this is a Thursday afternoon with the hideout. Except it's not the hideout because Jadebs is in here. So it's a Thursday afternoon or morning with El Jefe. And this is part of what we're doing. Don't you see that I hold in my hands two gifts, two presents that could not only make a young woman's outstanding uh, rest of 2003 and New Year's Eve, but I'm sure if used properly and maintenanced uh, correctly, the magic wand and the G-Spot vibrator kit could last you all the way through this time next year. Well, that's what I was thinking. These are yeah, these are not you know you were talking about earlier about you know not loving you, the presents that you get and things like that. And I know Bateman's excited about my present, and I know he'll use it well. But these are gifts that you know they're going to get used constantly. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And, th- and this is the other thing, too. At Paranoid, as I send you out to try to meet these women, I want you, and you look, now more and more, you seem to be becoming withdrawn. Like you're scared and you want to back out. Are, do you want to back out? Absolutely not. This is what Cosmic Radio is all about. This is what the hideout's all about. We're gonna we're gonna go out and have some fun. Don't be afraid because this is this is something that I think I got mad at Punani and Fidel about once whenever they went out to the metro to uh try to get chicks to do something. Do not do not be afraid to have them be ugly or fat. Because it is radio. Just don't bring them back. <laughs> it is radio, and even just the sound of a woman's voice to most of the people listening to this radio show right now who are lonely, just a woman's voice alone will be enough for them. The idea of a woman, woman's, uh, her, her exposing herself to the cosmic circus with Christmas Day and El Jefe, the whole idea of this will work out just fine, all right? So they don't have to be the hottest chicks in the world. They need to be somewhat presentable if you are going to bring them back to the station. We're going to knock your socks off, El Jefe. You'll be proud of the Cosmic Circus. Confidence! I promise you, today, the women of Washington, D.C. will understand what we're doing. All right, confidence! That's right. You're scaring me now. I'm confident. All right, where's your other half? I don't know. He's at the buffet. This is what you do. This is what happens when you rely on the fake radio show. Let's take our commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to wait for Cigar Sid to show up. The Cosmic Circus is here from the Ron and Fez show to help out El Jefe on Christmas Day. Uh, so much coming up for you. we got a guy from Fox Sports Net who's going to be chatting with us about sports in a little bit. we got uh, a lady from ReunitePeople.com. Uh, a friend of mine from Gold's Gym is going to stop by to tell us how to lose the holiday weight. We have the non-Christian Name That Celebrity badge game. We still have to check in with J-Dubs. We still have music for you. All before 3 o'clock. The time is flying by. I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves. Taking a break, coming back. El Jefe on Christmas Day, 106.7 WJFK. You're listening to an El Jefe Christmas. We're live at WJFK presents Christmas Day with El Jefe. So call Jefe at 1 800 Engineering and producing the show with you. We want to give a, spe- a special thanks to Cameron Gray, who had the belief in El Jefe, and that's me, and actually doing something like this. As, uh, just a chance for us to hang out with your buddies. We got prizes to give you as well, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of that here in a second. As we have uh, legally blonde two prize packs, WWE prize packs. Uh, here at the uh, top of the hour, around 11 o'clock, we're going to check in with a guy from Fox Sports Net. Also runs a basketball site by the name of DallasBasketball.com. We were talking about the movie theater, and, you know, people get sick of movies. Uh, maybe they don't have any money to go to the movies, and they're all tapped out. Uh, ESPN and ABC has a ton of holiday National Basketball Association action for you. So we're going to chat with him, and it's my opportunity to talk a little Dallas Mavericks. It's not something that I usually do in the hideout. Know that this isn't the hideout. So we're going to cover a lot of different things. It's not going to be all completely irreverent humor, although... Although we are uh, waiting for the other half of the Cosmic Circus to show up so they can go out and do sex toys routines. While we're on the subject now, um, it looks like Paranoid is having somewhat of a bad Christmas thus far. After all, he is coming in to 
to do uh, stuff for the hideout. I know, too, that during the break, one of the commercial breaks, I had a guy who's like, dude, I can't stand very long. I'm sorry. I want to chat with you. I just want to say thank you. Uh, I'm at the Fairfax jail, <laughs> and we're all listening to you at the jail. I want to say hello to the people in jail. Hi. I, I asked him, what's going on, dude? What are you in jail for? Um, turns out I'm drunk and driving. Yeah, there are a lot of cops out last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, uh, holiday parties. Yeah, like the Cosmic Circus holiday party. I made sure to um, drive really slowly. Really? No, I was like, I'm hurting. There's no traffic, so it was really tempting just to be like, you know, just gun it and hit, hit it, you know. But then I saw these cops on the other side of the road, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to be real slow. And that the voice of Tommy Bateman. Holidays. The reason. The hoist, uh, this holiday, too, seems to be a good time for people to be drinking. A lot of drinking happens at this time. Is it because people have to deal with their family? Kunani? I think that's a big part of it, yeah. Really? I mean, the, the silly thing is about, you know, kind of said it before, I mean, the holidays are all for family, but everybody gets this, you know, because of the commercialism of the holidays, everybody gets this idea it's supposed to be perfect, Jimmy Stewart and, you know, whatever that movie is, I can't even think of the name of it, you know, and everything's going to be great, thank you. It's a wonderful life, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's a big letdown. It's like, where are they going to go? No, that's part of my problem with the holidays, to be perfectly honest with you, and that's why I told you I celebrate it on days that aren't. Yeah. Because there's such a buildup. Yeah. I mean, for those of you listening right now that aren't with anybody, aren't with your family, the way society has set it up, you're supposed to feel bad about yourself that you don't have anybody to hang out with. And that's not completely true at all. But I think a lot of people buy into that mentality. Even you know, some of the people that said, ah, poor Hatfay. You're going to be working on Christmas Day? Well, no. I, what's, well, how's it different from any other day? You're hanging out with your other family. Exactly. That's right. And I mean, what, what drives me nuts is that I've got a lot of friends who, yeah, I've got you know, the lead up. And I'm sure you heard this from your friends. I've got to go home and visit the folks. I've got to do this, blah, blah. And we heard from J-Dubs a couple weeks ago, well, last week, last that, night, Saturday night. You know, perfect example. Hey, this is something that you want. You want to go visit your family. It doesn't have to be on Christmas or anything like that. You want to visit. You want to spend time with them. That's Christmas. That's Christmas spirit, and it doesn't have to be on the 25th of December. I'll tell you this, too. On the 25th, people will usually send you gifts. Don't go back then. Because whenever, and especially if you're my age, more so than maybe you, Punani, what are you, around 40? Yeah. 40 years old, I'm 25 years old. Whenever I go home for the holidays, uh, be it usually not for the holidays because I'm working, like I said, but whenever I go home, it's a special thing. And then it's like its own little holiday. It may be, I don't know, the 23rd of August or something like that. But, hey, Hefe's home. Let's, everybody comes over and, you know, hey, how you been? How you doing? We ain't seen you in a year or two. And that's what makes it special as opposed to the holiday. People feel like they can only use the holiday to get together with their with their uh, loved ones. So, I mean, here's the thing. I, way back when, way, you know, ancient history for me, used to be living with this chick. And we used to have this little game where it was like, once a month or so, once every couple months. Yeah, don't even say it, Bateman. I know what you're going to... Yeah. I'm not even going to say it. Okay. But, I mean, we called it, you know, Secret Christmas, and we just pick out a date. All right, 1 through 31, and then we pick out a month, and that would be a Christmas day for us. And that, yeah, yeah, that's very progressive, bro. Well, How'd yeah. it work out? Yeah, it worked out great. I haven't seen her in, what, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> just like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, sorry, as I have to eat, too. Forgive me. Usually at this time I would ask J Dubs to fill in. Yeah, I, I know. I know we got someone on the phone that wants to wish uh, Tommy a special Christmas. Or oh boy, um, a Marl fan. Happy holidays, hey. Joe. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing? How you doing, brothers? Outstanding. In fact, um, it's so funny. 
Marl fan is this kid. We've done this thing where it's the holidays where we take people under our wing. Matt Albert is one. We're trying to get him laid, have him lose his virginity. <laughs> Not going so well. On the other hand, we have a Marl fan, one of uh, the hideout projects. And he's doing outstanding. We adopted him. He is the, quote, little brother, little sister of the hideout. As uh, He graduated from high school this last spring. Has gone on to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And um, he gives us uh, holiday checks in, check-ins, and it's like we're his big brothers back in D.C. where he's from. You actually are back home for the holidays. How is that for you, the first time home after living on your own? It's, it's going great. It's, it's a little different, but it's going great. Is it one of those things like J-Dubs, where J-Dubs came home for the first time after living away um, and realized, wow, I can't believe I ever lived here? Uh, yeah, pr- pretty much. It's, it's a little different. And also to go with that, too, whenever you come home, that first holiday back from going to college, it's weird. Because you're 18 years old, more than likely, and you're used to you're used to drinking whenever you want to. You know, let's face it, alcohol is readily available. And now you're home for two weeks with your parents, and it goes one of two ways. Either your parents are not going to, don't know that you drink at college or kind of blind to the whole issue and aren't interested in helping you out. Or at that point, like with my father, he was like, you know, you're in college, you're a man now, let's go grab a brew. How's that's, it turning out for you, Amaro fam? That's the one, the second one there. Is it really? It is. You come home and Pop says, hey, let's go grab a, a brewski, my little, my, my little man. Grab a beer, go out on the back deck, smoke a cigar. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's yeah. a life. See, you're not going to be successful on radio. you got too good, no, a, radio. You got too good a family. Yeah, so oh, I don't know about that, but... What else is going in for the holidays with you, buddy? Actually, just about to head on down to Richmond, but I got this cool little thing for Christmas. It's like a TiVo for radio. Mm-hmm. I can record your whole show for the next four hours. You know, I, I think I heard a commercial for that during the National Lampoon's uh, at Comedy Hour. Exactly where I heard it at last week. What, tell me about this thing. I'm actually very interested because it used to be whenever I was um, whenever I was in Michigan and even in high school. Uh, actually, really recently as well, I'd always record Stern. I'm yeah. listening to the show, and I'd always record it so I could listen back to it during the day. How does this thing work? It's it's a little MP3 player with a radio built into it. It's like a VCR. You program it to what times you want to record radio shows. How how many hours can it record up to? It records four at a time unless you buy, you know, the little upgrade chips for it. How much was it? Not to give them a complete plug, but this is something I'm interested in. It was uh, 119 I think. That's not bad. No. The one that I got was one of these things. Uh, it was like looked like a little tower, and you put a tape in, and on one side of like a 120-minute tape, you could get four hours on one side. But it sucked because you could never play it back in a regular tape. You had to have it in that machine. Plus, it was a tape deck, so it was constantly breaking. <laughs> TV, TiVo for the radio. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, outstanding, man. Well, enjoy the rest of the Haida as you listen back to it or Christmas Day with El Jefe. And um, we, we're happy to hear that everything is going well with you at the University of Tennessee. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Do you have any parting parting uh, shots at Bateman? See, the thing uh, is, we invited a moral fan in. And he and, yeah. ba- he and Bateman got into a little fight because a moral fan was talking a little trash behind his back about Bateman possibly being... A homosexual. I think we've mended fences. I see, Bateman, you're still red in the face and grinding your teeth. Anything you'd like to say on a moral fan? Remind you, it is the holidays. It is the holidays. Happy Kwanzaa, at least. Right. Just just want to say happy uh, Boxing Day to Bateman coming up. What does that mean? 
on Boxing Day. It's like one of them Canadian holidays. Canada and England, that's their, their Christmas. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if they have a class for personality at the University of Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think so. I love the kid. That's just one place where he needs to step it up just a little bit. Keanu Reeves on radio. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. This comes from uh, Goddess. So my family wakes up all at about 8.30. We go downstairs to open our gifts. After a bit, the kids have opened up their gifts, and I go to mine. I got the present I wanted, the solar panel slash crank generator shortwave radio. I take it out, crank it up, tune to WJFK. What's the first thing I hear? The very first words I hear on my radio, El Jefe saying, who would be listening to the goddamn radio on Christmas? <laughs> How classic is that? Goddess, I love you. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for me making you feel like a shit. <laughs> All right, can we go home yet? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, having, I'm, just I'm actually having fun. Four more hours. Now all the planned stuff actually begins to happen. We've been kind of ske- scooting through these uh, first two hours, wandering aimlessly. Punani, I do want to thank you for coming in. How long are you going to get to hang out? Another hour or so. Perfect. And then i got to go do that perfect family thing. Got to go and uh, have that ham and turkey and mashed potatoes and green beans. Well, I and, have a and cheeseburger big bite from 7-Eleven. Oh. And then we're going to open our presents and we're all going to hang around the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, piano and sing Christmas carols and... You know, are you, do you really do that? No. But, you, know. you know, I had a family, too. Did you guys ever open your your gifts on uh, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Oh, you had to do the one gift on Christmas Eve. As kids, we were allowed to open one gift. That's what I did. Seriously? That's, yeah, that's what I do. Wow. And it always would have to, they'd have to approve it. They'd be like, that's right. Okay. That one's a little bit too big. You're going to yeah. you wait till tomorrow. You went for the biggest present as a kid. And then, actually, I had an ex-girlfriend who, her family opened all their presents on Christmas Eve. And that just seemed wrong to me. And I was so irritated. She said, come on, let's open all our presents. And I was like, no, that's tomorrow. Yeah, heretics. I, oh, yeah. uh, that's me. I always, I, I can't wait. Why the hell am I going to wait? I'm not interested in waiting. You've got it sitting there. You've had it sitting there for three weeks. It's Christmas Eve. Let's do this damn thing now. Yeah, it's sort of like drinking. It's Christmas uh, somewhere around the world, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't believe in waiting. And in fact, I think if you haven't even opened up your gifts yet, I think Jesus is mad at you. <laughs> I think he wanted you to either do it last night or early this morning because you should be at Mass right now. And that's another thing I want to get into, too. Uh-oh. Um, we should. I got We got to. We got to go to go to this song and then come back because um, our buddy Mike Fisher from DallasBasketball.com and Fox Sportsnet, Fox Sportsnet is going to join us. Talk a little sports. We'll come back and we'll do more for you. It is El Jefe uh, Christmas Day on 106.7 WJFK. This is Christmas Day with El Jefe. Yep. System of a down from toxicity that is psycho. It is 106.7 WJFK. Happy holidays, nation's capital. My name is El Jefe. Christmas Day with El Jefe. I want to thank uh, Tommy Bateman, who is uh, hanging out with me, giving up his Christmas to uh, spend right here with me of all people. I also want to thank Punani and the other guys who are hanging out with us as well. Uh, again, reminding you, there is no Stern feed today. There is no Ron and Fez. There is no Bill O'Reilly feed. So we're doing something live for you. I'm not saying live and local, because I'll be perfectly honest with you, I could give a damn about the Washington Wizards. Um, not interested. In fact, I dare say, having spent time in Dallas, having spent time in Detroit, and now being in Washington, D.C., this quite possibly could be the worst sports town in the United States of America. Why would, what would make you say that? I know. Uh, with that, though, I want to I say that I commented earlier on the few things in life that make me happy. Um, 
one of them is the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks basketball. Uh, above and beyond anything else is my favorite sports team of all time. Maybe growing up as a little kid watching Rolando Blackman and Derek Harper, even Roy Tarpley at those times, uh, with my with my dad on HSC TV back in Dallas, Texas. Followed them all the way when I, where I went to Texas Tech University. And when I was at Texas Tech University, I stumbled upon a little website by the name of Lone Mavs Fan Forum. Because at that time, the Mavs just sucked. I mean, horrible, horrible seasons. But I would have my mother-in-law at the time record the games and send them to me at Texas Tech University. Well, eventually, when I moved up to Michigan, um, I, the NBA League Pass was born, and I was able to watch all the games. I continued to watch the Mavs uh, every time they're on via the NBA League Pass. And thanks to that, that website, LoneMavsFan.com, or, or actually that's the name of the site. It's, it's got another URL. I found another website that I check daily. And I do mean daily. I am logged on to this. It's under my favorites. Anybody who's in radio is always on allaccess.com looking for a better job. And then they have, I highly recommend going to dallasbasketball.com. Here is the creator, editor, host, columnist, great guy from that website, Mike Fisher. Welcome in uh, to Christmas Day with All Happy. How you doing, buddy? Gracias. Thank you. <laughs> I missed that. See, he's in Texas. He understands the whole Spanglish thing. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, man? I've had my, uh, my heart broken by Hispanic women many times. So. Oh, tell me about it. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going through it now. Dude, i got to commend you. I love the site. I'm not kidding. I do love DallasBasketball.com. Um, tell me about this. I, I want to know more than anything else. I know you're a media personality. Did you create this because you're a media personality or because you're a fan? Uh, well, you know, I've been in, been a newspaper guy, uh, covering a lot of NFL stuff for the last 20 years, and so you know, I, I wanted to do something that was that, that had a newspaper look and feel, um, and and wanted to do something where I didn't have anybody telling me that I had to move my commas. Uh, the, you know, the great story for me, uh, the day I realized that I wanted to do my own thing was was the night that uh, that Barry Switzer got hired to coach the Cowboys. I was at the Star Telegram covering the Cowboys at the time. And it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm calling my editor saying, and nobody knows it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Switzer's in town. I know where he's staying. I know what he's doing. I know what his salary's going to be. I know the whole thing. The headline needs to say, Cowboys to hire Switzer. And and so at 11.05, they say it's okay. Me and my buddy go to the bar. We're celebrating, and we get a call at 12.05 saying, you know, I think we're going to put a question mark after that. Oh. Cowboys to hire Switzer? <laughs> And that's where I realized, you know, I, I want to be in charge of my own question marks. And so um, with, with, with the newspaper background, and, of course, as you may know, you know, I've hosted a radio talk show here for eight years. Yeah, definitely. I would check it out whenever I was home. Uh, you know, it all, all kind of came together right at the right time with, with Cuban and, and Don Nelson and the Mavericks no longer being your, uh, your Roy Tarpley Mavericks and actually not only being worthy of your passion but actually... Uh, winning a game here and there. I can't tell you how exciting it is to now say and be proud of the fact that I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. Forget the current skid. There was a time when I was a tech when people would laugh at me. I mean, laugh, no point, make jokes, the whole thing. Now it's like, hey, I love watching the Mavericks. I love their style of basketball. And tonight, as a matter of fact, one of the great games, one of the great styles, the old school basketball, the way it was meant to be played, is you got the Mavs and Kings on ABC, and then after that you got Lakers. Lakers Rockets. Um, speaking of Cowboys, just for a second, how about them Cowboys? I love saying that in Washington D.C. Well, and you mentioned Washington as a sports town. The one thing Washington has going for it is its passion for the Redskins, 
And uh, I, I, I really enjoy, not because I'm a Cowboy fan at all, just an observer, but you know, I, I'm, I'm a passionate Steve Spurrier hater. So you know, to see Steve Superior think that he could come to town or come to a league and do things his way instead of the way they've been done for 80 years and, and fall on his face, that's very entertaining to everybody here, myself included. Hey, run the ball. I actually work for the for the Skins Radio Network. Run the ball, Steve. Run the ball. And you know what? You say it's they're passionate for the uh, the Skins. They're not. When the, when the Cowboys were up here, we were all in studio taking notice of the fact that every time a positive play happened for the Cowboys, it sounded like we were down at Texas Stadium, people cheering for Quincy Carter and Troy Hambrick. Um, Daniel Snyder, uh, of course, is the owner of these Skins. And compare and contrast him for me, because I honestly believe, again, Mike Fisher from DallasBasketball.com, I believe that we are lucky in Mavericks fans that we have the greatest owner in NBA, uh, in all of sports, to be perfectly honest with you. Compare him to Snyder and tell me what Snyder's doing wrong. Well, I think this goes for Snyder. I think it goes for Maloof Brothers. I think it goes for Jerry Jones, George Steinbrenner, Cuban. Uh, if, if I'm a fan, the first thing that I care about is that they care. Uh, so, so I can't rip Snyder uh, in, in the sense that at least he's trying, at least he cares. You know, George Steinbrenner, if you if you're an old time Yankee guy, it probably took you a while to get used to George Steinbrenner because he was doing it in in maybe an overly passionate way. But you know, since 1973, when he took over the Yankees, uh, they do almost nothing but win. And so, the bottom line is the bottom line. Now, I, I think Daniel Snyder will eventually his passion and his effort will pay off. Uh, the, the, the miraculous thing with Cuban is, I mean, he changed the culture immediately. I mean, the, the day he walked in there, he just has, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to meet him, but, but he, he's one of those guys that changes the room when he walks into the room. I got a great Cuban story, and let me tell you the difference between Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, and Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Again, speaking to Mike Fisher of DallasBasketball.com. Here's the difference. I was in Detroit at the time working on radio over there, and Cuban had just he just bought the team, and so they were playing the Pistons. It was on January, or February, something like that. He had just he just taken over the team, and the guys are walking back from halftime, and I start yelling, "Cuban for president! Cuban for president!" I'm the only guy in the in the palace wearing Dallas Mavericks paraphernalia. Let me tell you what Mark Cuban did. Mark Cuban came into the stands and chatted with me and my wife at the time for a good five minutes, saying, oh, yeah. thank you so much, you're on the road, I appreciate your support, is there anything we can do? And all I could tell him was, thank you, thank you, thank you for buying the Dallas Mavericks. And, I, That's a, and, and, and you know, he's, a, he's got his moments of volatility. I mean, this, this four-game losing streak, uh, which the oddsmakers will say will go to five today, I did this kind of thing, great time, I have never seen anybody ever in 20 years of doing this take losses as hard as he takes them. I, after a loss, you just don't talk to him. I mean, it, he's, he's beyond consolable. I, it's, it's, just not, it's just not doable for him, and he's going to probably have to, to change that a little bit. But I'll give you a Cuban story, and again, this, is, this predates his celebrity with the Mavericks. This is before anybody knew who he was, and he owned this little company uh, called Broadcast.com, Mm -hmm. And and you know they they didn't have I don't think 20 employees and I was at the company Christmas party and he stands up on the bar he ran out of bar down in Deep Ellum uh, uh, blue hair part of Dallas yeah spiky blue hair great great and place up, to party go ahead yeah and he, he's up on the bar he stands up on the bar and gathers his 20 employees around 
all, all of them wearing blue jeans and T-shirts, and says, I just want to congratulate all of us. We work for the best damn company in the world. And he's going on and on, and I'm watching this, not knowing him very well at the time, going, this is the corniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Except then I looked around to the people, to the people who work for him and the people that know him, and they were hanging on every word. They really all thought it was the greatest company in the history of the world. And, of course, you know, a couple of years later, he sells it for $3 billion, and it turns out it was the greatest little company in the history of the world. He was right again. Exactly, exactly. I, I, that was another thing, too, when I got fired from one of my radio jobs, going on the air saying, I wish management here would be a little bit more like Mark Cuban, because I was watching something about him on, on Fox Sports or on ESPN. Just the fact that he says a happy employee is a productive employee. And I think you can even see it with the maps. Exactly. Let's talk specifically mass for a second before we let you go, Mike. Again, Mike sure. Fisher of DallasBasketball.com. Uh, honestly, truly a site that I, I link to every day. You can find links to uh, ESPN.com, to other uh, you know NBA, uh, MLB, all that kind of fun stuff. What's going on? Four-game four game losing streak. Did we mess too much with the team uh, trading for Jamison and trading for Walker? Uh, we have a story up right now that, that uh, kind of dissects all the things that might be wrong and all the possible solutions. And, and off the top of my head, let me, let me walk through a couple of them. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, who is, is or should be their best player, their go-to guy, the number one guy on their offensive totem pole, is really hurting. Uh, and he's, it, both his ankles are bothering him. And so he's, he, he's less assertive than usual, which, as you know, he's already not assertive enough. No. Uh, he, he has no lift. He's being very careful on both ends, uh, and, and that's problem number one, I think, and, and you have to debate, you know, should we just let him go sit out for a couple weeks, sacrifice uh, in, in the wins and losses column, and get ourselves better that way. Uh, another issue is, I think, as you mentioned, uh, you, you've got a chemistry, I hate to say problem, because that suggests that there's bad apples in the bunch. It's not that, but... This team at one time, it, it was the big three, and it was Finley, Nash, and Nowitzki. All three of them were very close friends, and, and they kind of ran the show. And so, for instance, when a team goes on the road, if those guys say, we're going to this bar and getting a beer, everybody goes to that bar and gets a beer. Now you've got new guys with their own strong personalities who, I, I'm just guessing, you know, when, when they went to Los Angeles recently for a few days, I bet you that Antoine Walker had his own thing that he had to do. And, and Antoine Jameson has his commitments over here, and, and Travis Best has his over there. And so I think there's less, there's less chemistry and less camaraderie than there was before these trades. Uh, and, and let me add to that, a guy sent me an email, and it was brilliant, saying, what if we would have just left the team the way it was and added Carl Malone? Yeah. I got we have been better, and and as we sit here today, with this team almost barely above 500, I can't argue with that. That that's a valid one. Then one more thing, I'll have to, and I, I think this again. You know, I hate to be uh, you know so hands off and so so unemotional that I just go ahead and roll with every ebb and flow. But I try to see the big picture. They just got some guys who aren't playing well right now. Uh, I mean, Eduardo Nahara, who's probably one of your favorites. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he he shoots nothing but air balls. Travis Best, the backup point guard, has been horrible. Steve Nash has been inconsistent. Michael Finley's been inconsistent. Uh, maybe Antoine Walker is, is the only guy who hasn't, who's been all-star level consistent, and he is by nature an erratic style player. 
And so I think that's the bottom line is in a given game, they'll just have too many good players playing poorly, and that's what they've got to get fixed. When their most consistent player and the guy you're most excited about is a rookie out of Wake Forest and Josh Howard, you do have some problems, especially when you have all of those big names. Let me give you what I think is my biggest problem, and then I want to ask you one more question before we let you go. Again, Mike Fisher of DallasBasketball.com. I think we miss Van Exel way more than anybody ever wants to say. reason I say that, you see the Mavs building the lead in the first quarter. You see Steve Nash hustling the guys. You see big leads being built like the one they had against the Clippers, uh, one that they even had at one point against the, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. What always was great is that you would bring Van Exel in off the bench behind Steve Nash, and they would either maintain the lead or sometimes even build on it because he could keep that same style going. Instead, you got Nash out of the game, then the, then the game really slows down. Then you see a lot more uh, solo isolation dribbling. You see a lot more of Antoine Walker dominating the ball. And I think that is probably the biggest key in the fact that Travis Best hasn't stepped up. And Tony Delk, to me, hasn't stepped up either as well. What do you think? Yeah, I would argue about the, the Van Exel thing only because what Antoine Walker does is is Nick Van Exel, except eight inches taller. I, 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 I was a believer of that point until the fact that I saw that he doesn't push the ball the same way Van Exel does. He didn't. He doesn't distribute the ball in the quite same way that Van Exel does. And I think because of the fact that he's eight inches taller, the game naturally slows down than when Van Exel was ever in the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. The, uh, Van Exel is, you know, he's, he's still a point guard by nature, and Antoine Walker is in Nelly's point forward. So I'll agree with that about the pace. Uh, I'll also say, though, that that uh, he, he was a liability, Nick Van Exel, on defense. Oh, yeah. And yet their defense is substantially worse than it was last year just in terms of effort. And I, I wonder if you know, maybe the zone defenses are, are being figured out. I wonder if um, that, that the personnel, don't they, they don't fit well together because – Again, just in terms of on paper, Josh Howard, Josh Howard is a better natural defender, a more skilled natural defender, the rookie from White Forest, than anybody who's played in Dallas in a long time. No, that's uh, true. Tony Delk can play defense. Travis Best can play a little defense. Uh, and, and so some of that is attitude, and that's got to get fixed as well. Again, Mike Fisher, DallasBasketball.com. The final thing that I want to ask, we were talking a little bit about the Mavs, and, hey, I'm working on Christmas Day, so we can talk about my Mavericks in Washington, D.C., um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, though, where is the NBA in your in your point? I saw you had a little article uh, con- comparing and contrasting in the NBA, NFL uh, dynasties versus parity. Where do you think the NBA has fallen as far as the the, the national sports and pastimes? Well, I think a lot of us uh, fall into the trap of thinking that that whenever we came of age, that was the golden age. In other words, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 44, so in my mind, you know, 1976. That's when football was football. Mm-hmm. That's when basketball was basketball. You, you, Dr. J here and Fran Tuckett in there. And, and, and you know, my, my analogy that I use, if you, if you grew up in Pittsburgh as a Steelers fan, you think it's very normal and natural to wear yellow practice shirts, yellow practice pants with no numerals on them. Mm-hmm. You think that's what practice uniforms are supposed to look like. Uh, you know, I try to get, get beyond that and try to evaluate where sports are. I think... And, and, you know, this is kind of a good New Year's kind of issue for you. I, I think sports is just as good as it always was if you look at it like you're 16. <laughs> because when you thought it was great, you were 16. Yeah. And, and you know, I've got a 14-year-old son and a, and a 10-year-old son, and, and they look at these games like, you know, this is the time. And, and uh, there's 
There's nothing. I have no evidence that says they're wrong. This is the time. Thank you so much. Mike Fisher, DallasBasketball.com. I'll be checking it religiously as I always do, talking about it as I always do, and I'd love to have you back in sometime, buddy. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for uh, spending Christmas Day with El Jefe, buddy. There it is. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It's not the usual hideout stuff that we cover, but, uh, you know, we have six hours to do, and I truly do love the game of basketball. And just like Mark Cuban, my heart breaks. After every single Mavericks loss. Have you never been a fan of sports, Babin? All right, when are we going to have some uh, UFC fighters on? If you if you want to book a UFC fighter, I'll talk to a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. I really will. I could have booked a UFC commentator, but you didn't want him. I'm not interested in Joe Rogan. Don't have that kind of time. I'd rather talk to Mike Fisher. Punani, um, you're a sports watcher. You played a lot of sports when you were in uh, high school. You played when you were in yeah. college. What do you think the hierarchy is now as far as... I would have to say... After the uh, after the postseason that Major League Baseball had, I honestly believe that baseball is back on top as America's pastime. And, and the biggest reason I say that is a lot of people are disappointed with the NFL this season. Well, I think it, it depends on if you're doing it season by season or whatever. Without a doubt, without a doubt, the postseason in baseball this year was huge. It was the I mean, it, it quite possibly could have been the best postseason in any sport. In a good 30 to 40 years. I mean, for me, I'm a New York Mets fan, and I love baseball. I'm like you. I'm a huge baseball guy. 86 was, you know, the golden year for, you know, and that to me was the greatest year ever. But even watching this year postseason baseball lifted it. But if you're looking over, you know, five, ten year period, obviously NFL is going to be the thing. I mean, it's just, that's, that's America's sport. It really is. I thought that until this year. I hear so many people bitching and complaining that Tampa Bay isn't in. How could Dallas be in the playoffs? All that kind of stuff when, I don't know, man. I don't think the NFL come through. And I, I certainly don't think the NBA is up there. I hear way too many people bitch and complain about the NBA. They don't like the style now, just like Fish was saying. You know, they liked it back in the 70s or the, you know, the bird, you know, magic era. That was me. I mean, I laughed because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, bird, magic, uh, that whole, that, that's me in basketball. That's how I love basketball. And that's why I think people would like the Dallas Mavericks, because it's that same up-tempo, up-flow mm-hmm. style. Oh, Mavs are fun to watch. It's just a lot. In that game today, I believe it's 6 o'clock, ABC, I guess ABC 7 here locally. Uh, Mavs, Kings, after that, Rockets, Lakers. And you get to see Shaq and Yao. You get to watch the, uh, the Mavericks play against the Kings. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, usually on the hideout we don't do a lot of sports, but I am a huge sports fan. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, you're a guy. I mean, but NFL number one, so's Bateman. Well, <laughs> questionable. But uh, NFL number one, NBA. Yeah, I, I think NBA is number two right now. Definitely hockey is just. They're going to go through that strike or the, the lockout next year. They're gone. And uh, I'll tell you this: nobody likes hockey. I was, I spent time in Hockey Town, USA, Detroit, Michigan, where hockey was it. Nobody likes hockey outside of that. Sure, you may have a few people here or there, but it's never going to be that nationwide sport. In fact, I I hate to say, I hate to say it, say it. I hate to legitimize it, but to me, NASCAR <sighs> is, yeah, is now funny. one of the top sports in the United States of America. It is. You can't deny it. This is, this is the argument we're going to have to have. I mean, is NASCAR an event or is it a sport? I'm of George Carlin's belief where there are only three sports. Right. There's football, basketball, and baseball, and everything else is just a game and activity. That's one of the greatest comedy bits in the history. <laughs> in the history of comedy. It's so funny because he lays it out, and he's right on. You know, well, I mean, my whole thing about sports, I mean, it, it is a sport if it is a team. It's a team event. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey, uh, soccer, which is my big thing. That is a sport. Everything else is an event. 
Not I so. wouldn't call soccer a sport. No, bite me. If, if hockey's not a sport, bite soccer's me. not bite a sport. Me. But uh, to finish up also on grass, the, the, the thing to, the, to finish it up, that does not mean that these guys are not athletes. It just means that it's an event. You're, you're almost competing against yourself. You know, you know, I, I don't know enough about NASCAR. I know that they drive, you know, left-hand turns, you know, thousands of times. I so don't get it. You know, and, but I, I actually enjoy it sometimes. I honestly believe, and maybe this is me, and I'm glad I got two white guys in the studio to dispute it. <laughs> I think it's because white people feel that's the one sport we got left. That's the oh. one thing we got left. And I'm not saying that to be no, racist no, no, for no, me, no, no. but I honestly believe that's half the popularity of NASCAR. You can't tell me watching people... Uh, would you watch people run in a circle? Well, it's eight. NASCAR and the, Are the Olympics. Uh, you know, that's a big thing. But it, NASCAR, it's once every four years. If we had NASCAR once every four years, I'd be into it. But I mean, here it is. I mean, it's an event, and events you don't go there really to watch the cars. Some people do. I mean, the, the freaks do, and it's just like Kentucky Derby. You don't go there really to watch the horses. You go there to have fun and to party and to enjoy life. That's an event. I would say that. I will say that definitely. The fact that, you know, you go to a NASCAR area, anywhere where there's going to be a NASCAR something going on, the parties are the parties are kicking. They know how to party. The parties are bumping, definitely. Carl, welcome to Christmas Day with El Jefe. Hey, man. Uh, great show. Thanks, buddy. Hey, um, you're the, I don't know the guy's name, the gentleman who just uh, was in the studio with you. Yeah, or, Johnny. Um, I'm a, uh, I don't know, semi-pro-soccer uh, player. And it's the best sport. It, it, nothing beats a good game for soccer. You get the hottest girls going to the games. You yeah. guys, being a Spanish uh, Latino brother, you need to go to RFK and watch a game. It's cheap. The beer is great. Those brothers party like it's 1999, man. Hey, Carl, are you part of Barra Brava or uh, El Norte? What's that? You, you go to the United Games? Yes, all the time. Uh, not all the time. I go uh, probably like 10 games a year. I hurt myself. So I don't play that much anymore. I just play indoor leagues here in Montgomery County. Yeah, and, and which totally rules. It's so much fun. Indoor soccer is the best, and uh, I wish it I. It looks uh, fun. I'll give you that. I got to get you out to a game though. I, mean, I, I can get you. That's easy. You know, you're right. You know what, Carl? You may have a point. As a Latino man, how dare I not go to watch soccer? Where you know all the honeys are going to be there too, and there are some honeys. All the little hot honeys that will wait at the bus stop through the bar. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Where's my DC United jersey, Punani? You promised that I, back in June. I, I know. I mean, the guy's got the thing, but he, he screwed up your name. All right. I, I know. Don't ask me how. He didn't put a space in between Alan Hefe. I haven't seen talked to them in two months now, or a month, or whatever it is. He works in soccer. He's got to know some sort of Spanish. Yeah, he's still at least from Costa Rica, so you can understand. Oh, uh, I yeah. answer. All right. <laughs> well, there it is. Hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of sports talk there. Uh, it's something different. It's Christmas Day, man. Don't forget that if you're not going to the movies, you don't have the, the money for the movies, you're going to be hanging out watching some college football. That's the other thing I don't like about D.C. Not to harp on you know, how bad D.C. as a sports town is, but nobody cares about college football around here. They genuinely just disagree. like this. But I was in Michigan. I was in Texas. It's just not the same fanfare for college athletics other than maybe Georgetown basketball team oh, than there is University for... of Maryland, Virginia Tech, UVA. This area. I mean, that's the thing. Is you've got a bunch of schools you know, within a you know, half day's drive. Maybe I'm that. just living too much in the city. City. They, they really have a full... Howard. Howard University. Actually, a pretty good team at one time. Football? Yeah. 
Really? It was. At one time. I don't know how they're doing now, but uh, I mean, but, hey, around here, there are so many, because of, you know, it's Washington, D.C., it's international, blah, blah, blah. There are a lot of colleges around here, and they all have football teams, and it's all split up, and it's such a transitional area that people come in and out of town, blah, blah, blah. But hey, UVA, M, uh, UVA, UMD, Virginia Tech, don't knock them. All right. Well, I'm telling you, you don't. You, I got to go and you experience will flood, it then. You will flood the phone lines if you say something bad about those three. I got to, hey, y'all suck. Texas Tech rules. <laughs> hey, do you have your uh, celebrity badge game ready to go? I figure since we have Panaki, yeah. maybe we should play it. Do you, do you have it on you so we can maybe ask the first question? Uh, yeah. All right, here it is. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We are going to play Tommy Bateman's Name That Non-Christian Celebrity Vag Game. The reason is, is obviously, because it is Christmas. And we have prizes to give away. In fact, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde prize pack. Order Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde tonight on in-demand pay-per-view from Comcast Cable starting every half hour on digital cable. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Give me your first question and name that celebrity vag. My vag has a crush on celebrating Hanukkah. When I feel like getting crazy or just start crying, I'll put on some old Aerosmith videos. When it comes to Christmas, I'm just clueless. It's just a mismatch for my Jewish celebrity badge. If you know that, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Name that non-Christian celebrity badge. They're either Jewish or practice Scientology. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. Again, a Legally Blonde 2 prize back. Taking a break, coming back, light up the phone lines. Our little holiday gift to you. El Jefe's hideout. We're live at White's as WJFK presents Christmas Day with El Jefe. So call Jefe at 1-800-636-1067. As we are playing Name That Celebrity Non-Christian Badge, giving away a Legally Blonde 2 Red, White, and Blonde prize pack. Order Legally Blonde 2 Red, White, and Blonde tonight on in-demand pay-per-view from Comcast Cable starting every half hour on digital cable. Phone lines lit up right now, so hang tight. Everybody's going to get you a chance to play the game as we have 24 questions. The brainchild of not only Tommy Bateman, but also uh, Matt Albert, the big fat virgin, occasionally will write stuff for the show as well. So we're going to uh, play Name That Non-Christian Celebrity Vag. 636-1067-202-432-1067. Want to welcome Steve. I believe it is Steve. Steve. How's it going? Hey, brother. Welcome into the welcome to Christmas Day on Hafe. How you doing today, man? Doing all right. Merry Christmas. Yeah, to you too, buddy. Here we go. You ready, uh, Bateman, over there? You ready to play the game? Name that non-Christian celebrity badge? Uh, yeah. All right, read it back for us. Steve, you're going to get have to get two out of three, all right? Okay. Now, here we go. And wait till I'm done. No cutting me off. All right, yeah, it's, it's, they're kind of funny. When my badge is a crush on celebrating... My, oh, I started to mess that one up already. Right, please. <laughs> all right, we'll start over again. All right. My badge is a crush on celebrating Hanukkah. When I feel like getting crazy or just start crying, I'll put on some old Aerosmith videos. When it comes to celebrating Christmas, I'm just clueless. It's a mismatch, mismatch for my Jewish celebrity badge. Name that non-Christian celebrity badge, Steve. Alicia Silverstone? Yes, correct. Congratulations. Number two, give him a second question, Bateman. 
My badge has a really rich dad, but I'm not one of Charlie's angels. I prefer to keep my Kermit the Frog face and just make my breasts bigger each year. I guess that's what happens when you celebrate Hanukkah in Beverly Hills 90210 all your life. Name my Jewish celebrity badge and I'll scream too. All right, let's think about that. What were some of the clues? Uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Rich Dad. Rich Dad. I just can't think of the names. Scream oh. 2. Kermit the Frog Face. Oh. She really does have a butterfly. Oh, it's not Shannon Doherty. It's the other one. Uh. Give you two seconds. One. Two. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. You still get one more shot. Do you know who it is? Name that celebrity badge. That is Tori Spelling. Very good. Tori it's Spelling. Tori Spelling. There you go. You're right. Uh, you get one more shot, Steve, to win the Legally Blonde 2 prize pack. Go ahead, baby. Not only funny, but educational, too. It is. My badge was born in Jerusalem in 1981. <laughs> I, started my, <laughs> I started my career very young, but now I'm all grown up and a real professional. Even when I was a little kid, everyone knew I was going to be one of the world's most beautiful girls. Name my Queen Amidala Jewish celebrity badge. Wow, I don't have a clue on that. I have no idea. Queen Amidala, what's that from? Star Wars. Oh, okay, that's enough of a hint. Queen Amidala, was that that's uh, the, uh, the latest Star Wars, is you right? Yes. Is it uh, Nicole Portman? Natalie Portman. That's it. Congratulations, Steve. You are a winner with Christmas Day with El Hathaway, buddy. There you go. Hold on, man. Uh, happy holidays to you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Awarded once again. Got to get two out of three. Punani, if you'll get all of Steve's info. Nice, man. That's, I, I had no idea until Queen Amadala. What do you think? Do you think she's cute? Uh, she goes either way. She has some horrible haircut now. She looks like a man. She looks like Katie Lane. That's sexy. <laughs> I saw her like on Kilborn. I was like, "What the hell did she do to herself?" Uh, I can't believe it. So most all of these three so far: Tori Spelling, Natalie Portman, and who was the first one? Alicia Silverstone. They're all yeah. Jewish, huh? Yep. Uh, how much? Do you know how much? Or do like have mothers or get converted? Um, you do that much research. I didn't do that much. Research. But you do know for a fact that yeah. you're Jewish. Yeah. All right, fair enough. And so now, who cares? Let's go to Alexis. Alexis, you ready to name that non-Christian celebrity badge? Uh, of course. All righty. Here we go. Bateman, please, with the first... Uh, are you by chance hot? Clues. I am, in fact, very hot. <laughs> Outstanding. Okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm giving you an easy one. <laughs> My Scientologist badge has been in nothing of note other than that horrible TV show, Jag. The answer to this Scientologist celebrity badge is Catherine Bell. Yay! Alexis, you got one correct. Congratulations. <laughs> You're one for one. All right, let's go with another one, baby. <laughs> See, that's the thing. If you're hot and you call uh, Christmas Day with uh, El Jefe, you're a winner. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, everybody else, you know, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. A couple of phone lines have opened up, so you can win a Legally Blonde 2 prize pack. Just how, uh, out of curiosity, how old are you, Alexis? How old am I? Yes. 19. Hmm, okay. You stop getting on the listeners. Yes, Pernani. <laughs> Alexis, I was just wondering if Alexis uh, doesn't win this. Mm -hmm. um, there is the opportunity for her to come down and. Uh, Will you stop hitting on our listeners? I'm not hitting. I'm just suggesting that she can come down and win one, some of these wonderful gifts from. Uh, uh, Did Perry Noyden Sid take off? No, apparently it's sitting up front. Is he still waiting He's for still waiting Star for Sid? Sid? Yeah. Jeez, well, man, I would recommend she come down and. Uh, all right, thank you. Anyways, thank you, Pamela. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus' birthday. Come on. Who? <laughs> Is he listen right. to the station? Uh, big fan, big fan. Right. Okay, uh, give me another one. Or Alexis, another one. Right. Name that non-Christian celebrity badge giving away prize packs. My Jewish celebrity badge is in love with Shakespeare, but I'm also known for making 
celebrity duets with hunks like Ben Affleck and Brad Pitt. But none of them were as talented as Mr. Ripley. But I'm no shallow howl when it comes to celebrating my favorite holiday of all, Hanukkah. Name that non-Christian celebrity badge. I think I got it. Who do you, who you think, Alexis? That would be Gwyneth Paltrow. Congratulations. You're a winner. You got two out of three on the non-Christian. See what happens when women call this show? Good things happen. Especially when J-Dubs isn't around. Congratulations, Alexis. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. Hold on. Ms. Panani will get all your information. I'm sure Bateman will jot it down and come and hang out in the bushes of your house and slash your Achilles heel. And Matt Albert, make beautiful love to you. If he'd give it away, he'd be lumbering behind me. I'll address. Gwyneth Paltrow's Jewish, huh? Yep. yep. Who isn't? Now that I see this, um, I don't know. None of the big wigs here are... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. By the way, I do want to say happy holidays to everyone, whether you were celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah. I actually celebrated Kwanzaa for a year. It was pretty cool. Uh, the ex-wife had me celebrating uh, Kwanzaa. had a good time. The only thing, especially about those the holidays, is that there's... I mean, you think one day's hard enough? Imagine having to do something every day. What did you do on Kwanzaa, anyway? Hmm? What did you do on Kwanzaa? I don't really remember. And I think that's part of the problem with the relationship that I had with the ex. She she was mad that I wasn't taking it seriously. But I don't take any religion seriously. That's, is that my issue? In fact, now that I think about it, I don't take much of anything seriously. Not this radio show. Not at all. Can you believe we're already three hours in? It's I told you we're not going to get to anything that's written down. We're not going to get to half of our stuff. Let's continue to play Name That Celebrity Badge with Tommy Bateman. Sid, Sid, welcome into the hideout. Or, hey, what's up, What's up, buddy? Christmas Day or whatever it is. How your holiday, buddy? Uh, it's going all right. Good. Good to know. Uh, let's let's name that non-Christian celebrity badge. All right. You woke up this morning and got yourself a Jewish celebrity badge. You wish. Right now, my badge is ungroomed, much like a meadow. If you can whack Jackie Jr., you might get a chance to name my Jewish celebrity badge. Wow, that's a tough one. Jackie Jr., I, give, give, re, re, uh, restate the clues. You woke up this morning and got yourself a Jewish celebrity badge. Woke up this morning, something with Jackie Jr. You got any ideas, Sid? Yeah, I know the uh, the character she plays. That's Meadow Soprano. Jamie Siegler. Very good. Wow. I had no clue. I had to give him something just for that. I, well, you, you may get a little bonus. Uh, go ahead, Bateman. Give him one more. He's going to get two out of three. We're going to go to his house and kiss him or something? Give him, give him something easy. Okay. Easy. Now you're, to... now you're hitting on all the callers. We're going to be hitting a host in a minute. <laughs> 800-636-1067. Hey, do you listen to the station a lot? Like, I do, yeah. To Don and Mike and everything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Do this one. You might think my badge is pagan or is it pagan, but I'm actually a Scientologist. I used to get fired up, and maybe that's why Donna Mike hate me. My husband isn't the king of Queens, but the king of Vivian's restaurant and my Scientologist celebrity badge. Name that non-Christian celebrity badge, Christmas Day with El Jefe, written by Tommy Bateman. Sid, you got a guess? Def- that would definitely be Leah Remini. Leah yeah. Remini. Congratulations, Sid. You pick up on a legally blonde two-prize back. Happy holidays from El Jefe and Bateman, buddy. Hold Did on. Say Thank you a- Illegally blonde? No, I said legally blonde. <laughs> you said illegally blonde. <laughs> Whatever. I'm kidding me. I'm halfway through a six-hour show. Forgive me if I don't enunciate. Let's keep going with this. We got enough questions for uh, Robert and John? Yeah, we got a lot. All right, cool. We may pick this up, too, later on in the day. We'll do this. will be the first round. Robert, welcome into uh, Christmas Day. How how you doing today, buddy? Yeah, what's up? What's up, brother? You ready to do this? Mm, 
not with that, uh, what's that fake black accent you got going on? Come on, man. You didn't know I was in the hood? <laughs> Come on. Okay. You know, how ready, we, you know how we do this. Come on. Let's do this. Do this. Come on. What is that? Name this, name this non-Christian celebrity badge. Uh, okay. Here we go. Let me think of one. All right, here we go. My red-haired Jewish celebrity badge is best known for being a fag hag. I could talk about Will and Grace, but my badge just wants the yada, 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 everyone, just like when I was on Seinfeld. Name my Jewish fag hag celebrity badge. <laughs> That's a nice <laughs> Robert, you got any clue? Could you repeat it? God. All right, it was a funny one. I don't know. Who's that? I don't even watch Will and Grace. Who's that? I watch Seinfeld. I don't remember anyone with red hair. All right, try it again. Come on, Robert. My red-haired Jewish celebrity badge is best known for being a fag hag. I could talk about Will and Grace, but my badge just wants to yada, yada, yada everyone, like my appearance on Seinfeld. Name my Jewish fag hag celebrity badge. That's a great tagline. Any idea, Robert? No. Deborah Messing. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. Oh, I know that. Give me another one. Deborah Messing. All right, one more. <sighs> Okay. Right, I gotta edit this since I, these stupid rules will unsay certain things. Goddamn FCC. Not even FCC. I heard people in HFS saying stuff we're not even allowed to say. Did you hear that last night? What time were you listening? No, I was talking about uh, yesterday morning when uh, I couldn't sleep, so I put on Chad Dukes doing the Junkies replay, and he put me right to sleep. Yeah, well, it would. I got a great story about HFS in two seconds. Let's finish up with Robert here. Go ahead. I showed my huge, luscious breasts in the 1990 movie, The Hot Spot, but I didn't show my Jewish celebrity badge. My boobage has led me to many wonderful career opportunities, but my badge has made a quick flash in Requiem for a Dream. I have a beautiful mind, but I also uh, have... Jennifer There you go. Thanks for cutting me off. <laughs> what was the tagline? <laughs> I have a beautiful mind, but I also have a beautiful... Jewish celebrity fan. I got she, it for Requiem for a Dream. She is hot, man. You know, and I was talking, I don't know if you agree with this, Robert. She's one of those chicks where she's like super hot, but at the same time, she seems very attainable. Because there's nothing outstanding about it. Dating supermodels or something? In fact, maybe. <laughs> she seems to have somewhat of a, a decent, like a, she has an okay body, a little too skinny for me. Yeah, I don't like the skinny girl. Yeah, I like them with a little bit of meat. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, she's got a great face. I think it's the eyes more than anything else. Yeah. Fact, I, I'm, I'm, I think Don and Mike had, when they had Mr. Skin on one time, Lisa had run off the, uh, the pictures of Jennifer Conley nude and left them for me. Oh, she's so beautiful. Beautiful. All right, yeah, give me uh, one more. you got to get one more, Robert. Oh, God. Okay. okay. All right. All right. For our, our black friend here. <laughs> oh, look at this guy. <laughs> I've got an angel heart. Even though I'm half black, I've got a half Jewish celebrity badge. Dwayne Wayne saw my badge and thought it was from a different world. But as my ex-husband, Lenny Kravitz, asked, are you going to go my Jewish celebrity badge way? Uh, that's an easy one. you got to get this one. She's Jewish? Lisa yep. Bonet. I didn't know she was half Jewish. Lisa Bonet isn't half Jewish. I remember hearing that. That's why I say not only entertaining, but educational. Oh. Yeah, that's what you get with Christmas Day. With Happy. Hey, congratulations, man. You won a Legally Blonde 2 prize pack, buddy. What, what is that? Um, you get, I don't know what's in the prize pack. I got it written down here that you get red, white, and blonde. You can give us something else because I have blonde questions later on. Oh, do you? How about a WWE prize pack? How does that sound? We got the Ultimate Ric Flair collection and a copy of the book, The Stone Cold Truth. Uh, what, what's, in the, what's in the blonde one? I don't know. Reese Witherspoon movies. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, no, no. Give me the wrestling one. All right, Punani, we'll, uh, we'll give Robert the wrestling one. I'm going to rip this off. 
How was your holiday? What are you doing today? No one's here. My mom and dad went to see my sister. She's like a doctor in North Carolina, so it's just me and... Uh, you and the radio. You and Ricky Lake, I guess. <laughs> That's beautiful. Hold on. Johnny's going to get your info. Thanks, buddy. Fat chick. Hey! What's that? I couldn't help it. It was right there. I bet I looked better. Well, I wouldn't even say I looked better than Ricky Lake. Nude. <laughs> One more. We're going to go to John. John, you're going to be the last contestant to go around with Name That Celebrity Badge. Go ahead. Hey. Are you ready, Panani? Or, uh, Bateman? How dare you? Go ahead. I'm not fat yet. I was just looking into the future. Yeah, whatever. Give me the question. All right. Let's see. This one be... I don't know if people can get this one, but uh, if, if you don't like it, blame Matt Albert. My Jewish badge, celebrity badge, was born on the beaches of Hawaii, but there's no hocus-pocus when it comes to my singing talent. And I belong to the first wives club, but my Jewish celebrity badge is the wind beneath my wings. That's easy. Johnny, I guess? Uh, Beth Midler. Had to be Beth Midler. Why would you think nobody would get that? I don't know. That could be the easiest one. Because some people are stupid. And... Got to get two out of three, John. Let's go around. All right. John's not stupid. Um, to the radio on Christmas. All right. I, I can't do this. Imagine an annoying laugh, okay? And now, I keep my Jewish celebrity badge very clean. After all, I'm the nanny. But for a 56-year-old, I've got a pretty nice fanny. Maybe I'll let you see my Jewish celebrity badge if you can get into my pants from Old Navy. Uh, Fran Drescher. There you go. Congratulations, John. Happy holidays from the hideout. You want the Legally Blonde 2 prize pack? WWE. Uh, I'll take the Legally Blonde. All right, buddy. Hold on, John. Uh, Yeah, thank you, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Great job. All right. Look at that. Half Van Bateman doing a little giving. All right. We got to take a commercial break. We're up against it. And we're going to come back and talk to the lady from ReunitePeople.com. You know what? Let's see if we can get her to hold on. Okay. Because I want to come back and talk to you about what I heard on HFS. And then we need to exchange Christmas presents, too. Okay. I wonder what I got. I wonder what you got. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do that. And we'll we'll get the lady from ReunitePeople.com in in just a second. You're listening to Christmas Day with Ohefe. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's not over yet. Fans of O'Reilly... All one of you, uh, stay tuned because you're going to see a spike in talent but for the next two hours and what you're normally accustomed to. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. I tell you what, we'll even say what say you uh, until 2 o'clock because we roll strong until 3 o'clock and then we're going to have the best of the Donna Mike show and everything will kind of get back to normal. Finally, something good on the station. Finally. We're <laughs> <laughs> coming back. It's uh, Christmas Day with El Jefe. And Punani, I know you're about to get out of here, bro. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming in and spending your Christmas. Oh, my pleasure, man. Oh, it was fun hanging out with Happy you. Happy holidays. And, hey, will we see you on uh, New Year's? Uh, I'm definitely here. I'm not even bored often. All right. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing some, uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take orders and hit the ABC store. The, the hideout will be here with you on the holidays. Dubs will be back. And we're going to do uh, some drinking. Just a little bit. A little bit. we got designated drivers ready to roll, so we should be okay. We're coming right back. It's the high, uh, not the hideout. It's Christmas Day with El Jefe on JFK. You're listening to an El Jefe Christmas. The holiday special continues. JFK presents Christmas Day with El Jefe. 106.7 WJFK. All right. Halfway done. 
Uh, only a, a few more hours left <laughs> on this holiday special. JFK with El Jefe, or Christmas Day with El Jefe. Uh-oh. I may be uh, I may be getting to the point of delirium now. I may start spacing out, Bateman. I'm going to need you to pick up the slack a little bit. That's when you listen. It's in bad. Who is this? Uh, my friend's band. They're called Rev9. Nice. A little local music. I like that stuff. Yeah. I, li- I like the hard, heavy metal, heavy hitting kind of But the only thing is all the girls like the singer. So it's like a pain in the ass hanging out with them because then they're like, hey, who's that guy? And like, oh, I'm talking about, no, no, the other guy. Oh, not interested then. Turn it off. Screw you. <laughs> um, it is the holidays. I want to remind all of you listening that O'Reilly will be back, um, I don't know, sometime in January. You can probably hear the best of or the judge or somebody. I can't wait. Uh, but uh, where everything is going to get back to normal tomorrow, this is Christmas Day with El Jefe on 106.7 WJFK. I want to thank Panani who stopped in. Really uh, big help. I want to thank... Uh, Bateman, who is here, doing producing, engineering, taking your phone calls at 800-636-1067, doing an outstanding job, uh, especially kind of throwing you under the bus. So thank you for that. I want to thank everybody who's been listening so far and called in, and congratulations. More prizes still to come. Like I said, the show's only halfway over. Uh, still yet to come in the second part of the show. we got a buddy of mine from Gold's Gym. He's going to stop by, tell us how to lose that holiday fat. Plus, i got a great idea, a great idea as far as weight loss is concerned that I'd like to share with him and see if maybe he's into it all. Uh, ReunitePeople.com, we bumped her back. We're going to talk to her around 1230 or so. Runs a very interesting website. For those of us that are ho- uh, lonely via the holidays, maybe good for us. And we still got to check in with J-Dubs, J-Dubs and Cameron Gray. Cameron called me during the commercial break, told me his fiancée, wife-to-be, the lovely Mrs. Kathy Stevens, is, uh, had a dream about me last night. So, I, w- I want to know what this is all about. I, uh, I'm pretty, I told you, at the Christmas party, I don't know how the Cosmic Circus Christmas, par- Christmas parties go, but at the Christmas JFK Christmas party, I'm telling you she wanted me. There were times when I was dancing with her, and a little hand-to-ass action happened. Her hand, my ass. Now, we had him in earlier. Um, I feel bad, because I kind of feel like I wasted his time. He's a rock star. He's the host of his own fake radio show, The Cosmic Circus. Perry Noid is here. Perry, welcome back into the hideout. We were sending you out, oh, about two hours ago to play sex toys for teats with local JFK um, women. Uh, if they were exposed themselves, you were going to give them the lovely magic wand and the G-Spot vibrator kit. G-Spot. How's it gone so far? I tell you what, man. I appreciate the opportunity and... Uh... I'm, evidently, my show isn't the only thing fake. My partner, Sid, is obviously a phony. Uh, he assured me he would be here this morning. He set me up. And uh, at this point, I have no other option. This is like the third or fourth time he's really embarrassed the circus, and I'm just going to have to fire Sid on Christmas. I don't want to be like a, a jerk or anything, but I really got to look out for my career in this business. And whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. It's Christmas Day. It's noon. You're going to fire him on Christmas Day? He's two hours late, more than that, actually, and uh, this isn't the first time it's happened. You know, just I like it's a fake radio show doesn't mean we have, we don't have responsibilities. And know? I want to say this as well. Cigar Sid was the one who originally approached me about something going on with the circus and El Jefe on Christmas Day. Sounds like Sid uh, will be joining us singing. So sad. Fired on Christmas Day. I, this could go down in history as one of the worst Christmases ever for Cigar Sid. 
Now, when you, if anybody who knows, the Cosmic Circus is um, their buddies with our buddies, Ron and Fez. And we're, we all know the, you know the infamy of the fake radio show, Paranoid.com, and how they've supported uh, the hideout here Christmas Day with El Jefe. And there's been some riffs going on between you and Cigar Sid, I would think, at some point, correct? Oh, the whole circus has been back and forth, you know. You never exactly know who's going to be on the show, you know. The only constant member of the show is me, and, uh, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like the hideout. How many people have we lost from the hideout? Five? Five. We lost Sleazy and Pimp Juice. We lost um, Fidel for threatening the life of Uh we, Allegedly. We lost Spoon. Ooh. JD, who was running our website. He doesn't count. He was a hanger-on and a pitiful one at that. Uh, well, speaking of a new website, our buddy Noodles has created the TK. It's the unofficial hideout website, I suppose you would say. Very nice. So, going back to you... Um, Paranoid. I apologize. You know, I, I feel like I've let the listeners down. I think a lot of people from RonFez.net, you know, they were looking forward to, to hearing us make fools of ourselves, and we've dropped the ball yet again. You know, Ron and Fez always giving us opportunities. El Jefe, big supporter. We appreciate all this, and we just let everybody down all the time, and that crap ain't going to go down in 2004. Let me tell you, this is the reason we ran through so many people, and I want to give you this advice, Paranoid. I look at you, I see a star. I see someone who acts like a star, who believes they're a star, and quite frankly, that's all you need. I'm a legend in my own mind, I like to believe. You have to surround yourself with talent. It took me five people until I got the crew that I'm comfortable with. In Bateman, in Dubs, in Punani. You're going through the same thing right now. If you don't seem to... Look at Bateman. He's in here for six, seven hours working with me on Christmas Day. He has commitment. That gentleman knows where his uh, he's got his priorities together. I really just didn't want to be home with my family. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Screw family. Work comes first. <laughs> exactly, you know. So Cigar Sid couldn't make it. Uh, he's probably listening right now. He's on his way in. Do you want to just tell him to go home? Yeah, he might as well turn his truck around. And, um, you know, that's about it for you with the Cosmic Circus. You're fired, buddy. Uh... You had a chance to go out and look at some teats today. I don't understand. I'm going to stay with my family and open gifts or go see teats. He's probably looking at his own in the mirror. Oh, oh. Bateman. Ouch. I know, for some reason, I could see that happening in a mirror, <laughs> lifting up the shirt. <laughs> Roughly. A little rubbing. We could have that in here, t in here today, you know? Well, I guess we're going to have to figure out another way to give out the G-Spot vibrator kit and uh, the magic wand. You know, I... Whatever you guys need me to do, if you need, there's a. I can stand right out in the middle of that street there and just wait for the first person who shows up, and uh, <laughs> I'll be happy to hand out uh, sex toys in front of WJFK. You know, Perry, honestly, you've done an amazing job anyway. I honestly didn't think you would show. I thought it would be Sid here, and you would be the one that abandoned. This shows your commitment not only to El Jefe and the Hideout and to Rod and Fez, but to WJFK. Yeah. And when in 04, you get everything together for your fake radio show and finally start making demo tapes, I want to hear it. I will hear it, and I will pass it along personally to Cameron Gray. I'm a believer in the Cosmic Circus, and you know that. I appreciate that very much, and uh, we have a lot of fun. We goof around, but we're seriously coming out. Uh, we're coming hard in 2004. I'll tell you this, man. I'd so much rather listen to the Cosmic Circus than Big, Big Zero and Douche over at HFS. That could be the worst show in the history of the United States of America <laughs> broadcasting. I don't listen to that station anymore because JFK just, uh, it's just mine. All right, not bad. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
Oh, I was going to tell you the story about HFS. Listen to this. Paranoid, don't even do this on your fake radio show. So last night I'm driving home. I decide I want to pick up a couple of DVDs, and I'm headed back over to the Hollywood video. And uh, tell me, me, I should use Comcast pay-per-view in demand with the legally blonde two prize packs. If only I'd known. Um, but anyway, I'm driving around. Uh, cheap luck. I'm driving around, and I'm listening. I guess the junkies are having some sort of a holiday special. Great. And they used to be here at JFK. And uh, great career move. Um, <coughs> so, hey. Kidding. Merry Christmas. Bateman. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, anyway, well, here's the story. I mean, whatever. You know, everybody does a different radio show. Some people don't like our style. They prefer theirs. But, you know, it, it, it's like liking all the same TV show. Everybody has a different personality, storyline, the whole thing. Yeah, some people do good radio shows, and others do, you know, HFS stuff. Okay. Fair enough. But I'm listening. And so one of them, and I can't differentiate between who's who. Neither can I. So whatever, but they're sitting there talking, and they're about to talk up, they're doing some kind of talk, and they're about to talk up a record. Then in the middle of it, I hear, F! But I actually hear the F-bomb. The complete F-word. And I'm driving in my car, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, what the hell was that? That came out of my car speakers. Then again, I hear, F! 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 I heard the complete F word clear as day three times. Mm. And it's like 7.38 on Christmas Eve. And then they start talking about botching something or other. And then, don't worry, we'll go back and we'll edit that because we have to edit something else out as well. And then they just restart talking again, talking up the record. Mm. And i got to tell you, never, ever use any sort of profanity uh, paranoid in the cosmic circus, whether you're in front of a real microphone or a fake microphone, because you never know when it could accidentally go on the air or if your dumbass producer doesn't go back and edit it out. I can't believe that that would actually get out over the air. That's, that's crazy. I mean, uh, we mean the junkies and Big O and Duke's period, or? Exactly. <laughs> First off, I can't believe you were listening to that last night, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who wants to say that? Who wants to hear that on the radio, you know? I mean, but I'll be honest, that to me, that's the best thing they've ever done, dropping the F-bomb three times. And, you know, maybe it's Christmas Day and I shouldn't get into fights, but I'll be honest, it's a fight I know I can win. Paranoid? Hey, man. Seriously, between you and the Cosmic Circus, I appreciate you coming all the way down. I know you had a long... A long trip, a long ride. Yeah, it's still Wednesday night, and I... Um, <laughs> you haven't gone to sleep yet? I'm going to go home and get some sleep. I appreciate it, though, man. I love the show, and I look forward to hearing you guys in 2004. It's and always a party Saturday night, man, I tell you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we seriously appreciate everything you've done. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you, buddy. I'm going to take off. And listen, uh, if Sid shows up, tell him he's fired. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you. There he goes. Perry Noid from the one and the only fake radio show, The Cosmic Circus. I really do like that kid. I really do appreciate that show. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Uh, it's Christmas Day with El Jefe here on WJFK. So uh, coming up, we're going to have that interview that I was telling you about. I suppose first, it's time to exchange gifts. I don't know how many of you... Uh, you I, I, I never exchange gifts with my family. Let's be perfectly honest. I don't know if I've gotten a gift from my family in probably the last six years. Well, your dad sent you some money since you're not full-time yet. <laughs> Thank you for rubbing that in. And in fact, He's reminding you. In fact, you're right. No, he did do that. He did rub it in that he you know, left you to stay at a friend's house throughout your childhood. You know, I don't know if I've ever told that story, but my dad did, in fact, when I was in sophomore year of high school, 
uh, uprooted the family, decided he wanted to move to El Paso to become, you know, get a superintendency thing going. And um, I decided to stay behind and live with a friend of mine, uh, junior and senior year of high school. Not to say he's a horrible person. He put me through college. It sounds like it. He sends me money. He's consumed with his own career as opposed to mine and my devastating news. But, hey, that's what family's for. That's what fathers are for. To destroy your, your morale and your self-esteem and to make you into the radio star that you want to become. Or in my case, it's making you socially retarded and have trouble communicating with other people. Did your dad do that to you? Yes. Really? Yeah. You talk to your dad a lot? Uh, he calls once about My aunt. I, I'll, tell, I'll talk about it later if, if J-Dubs calls in, but she, she's right up there with his mom in, in terms of housekeeping. And oh, really? Being crazy. and Well, just dub this that her house was condemned at one point. Wow. All right, Dubs will check in during the 2 o'clock hour. We'll hear from I think I have him beat. Live from Fowlerville, Michigan. Um, so Dub, uh, Bateman and I tried to get together because um, we don't really know each other all that well. He's only been producing The Hideout for a few months. And we've never truly, truly hung out. <coughs> Excuse me, I was getting a little, little eaten in. But one thing that I would say, you decided we needed to go on a boy date so that you and I would be able to... <laughs> create some sort of rapport or something so that whenever we were on the air it wasn't completely awkward much as it is now yes so we go to Bennigan's uh, at the uh, Fair Oaks Mall what is this Tuesday Wednesday night yeah and so we're sitting there we're eating we have a great meal the whole thing and in the middle of the meal right toward the end our waitress you go hey what did you say to her said hey what are you doing Christmas Day and I'm just like to me, that's so obviously alluding to the fact that we were going to be on the radio. And I was like, God damn you, dude. You're such a douche. And she's like, I don't know, Christmas Day. What's going on? And then you proceeded to say, uh, spend Christmas with El Jefe. <laughs> it's so bad. Christmas Day with El Jefe. Basically what he's doing, and for those of you that don't know anything about radio, or anything specifically, he was dropping what I like to term the radio card. And when you drop the radio card, it's whenever you have a chick that you want to impress. You haven't impressed her so far with her looks. So now you need to make it known who it is wait, in society. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, you wait. say, hey, we're on the radio. First, you should be impressed with us. First of all, I was not trying to impress her. And second of all, she was obviously impressed with my looks, as is every woman, because I am practically a male model. <laughs> so, and this chick, I think you weigh less than her. Yeah, I, I assume so. She was somewhat of a heavy honey. Yeah, I think your exact quote was, she wouldn't be that bad if she lost 80 or 90 pounds. As most women. Luckily, it was after the food had come. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be eating a spit sandwich. Uh, most women, let's be honest. You lose a good 80 or 90, you're in that supermodel range. You're, you're damn near close. So, anyway, you dropped the radio card, and I just... I was trying to get people to listen. I did not want to impress that fat hog of a waitress. If she's listening, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thank you for your wonderful service. <laughs> and then and then the other... I was bored. You weren't saying anything. I had to amuse myself. So, I just decided, hey, I'm feeling crazy. What are you doing Christmas Day, Daddy? <laughs> you're killing me. And then you're like, oh, don't do that. And then I'm embarrassed. And then for the fact that she knows who we... And what's more embarrassing, when you play the radio card... Half you people listening now are wondering, where the hell is O'Reilly? You don't know who El Jefe is. You don't know who Bateman is. Imagine if you're the average person working at Bennigan's. They don't have a clue. El Jefe, who's that? JFK. You know, do you know how many people don't even know 
106.7 is WJFK. There's a lot of morons. A lot of people that I used to work with. Like, what's JFK? What is that? Is that 105.3? Is that 107.3? And I'm like, yeah, that's what you want to listen that to. That diamond. Exactly. So anyway, the whole reason we went over to the Fair Oaks Mall, because I needed to buy Bateman as Christmas gift, since you forgot the sa- Sunday before. Oh, I tell you, I'm not, a, I'm not real big into shopping. I'm not real big into buying people. You're the one who brought it up. But I did feel, because we are, you know, your co-workers... That we should exchange gifts. I got Cameron something. Yeah, that's because you have to suck up to him. No, because I genuinely like Cameron, as do I like you, but I don't know you. I joked about it earlier. Here are the things I had written down. Um, UFC, I know you're into the ultimate fighting championship or whatever it is, but I didn't know what to get from there. I'm sure you have every DVD possible from that. I thought about carving knives because... You're a serial killer wannabe. Why did you bring that? You know, I told you my ex-girlfriend is involved, or was involved in the knife industry where she made a ton of money. Slap happy. I wanted to get you some slap happy porn. I don't think I know what that is. And then a hooker. I thought about getting you a hooker because you seem somewhat repressed and that you need to get laid. Uh, speaking about your ex-girlfriend, you told me we were sitting there at Bennigan's. <laughs> you called her to tell her not to listen to WJFK on Christmas Day? Yes. You're telling the fat whore Bennigan's to listen, but you're telling your ex- I don't care about her. I don't care what she thinks about me. Now, wait a second, though. Let me ask you specifically. Yeah. Why did you call your ex? Because uh, I knew there was probably a chance she would come up because we would be talking about um, ex-girlfriends, which we want to get to in a second after the interview with WeUnitePeople.com. And uh, I knew... You called her... Let's, let's break it down like this. You called her to not listen, right? Yes. But you called her to tell her... Hey, I'm going to be on the radio on Christmas Day, correct? Yes. <laughs> Poor sad sack. So you wanted to implant it somewhere in her mind. Hey, I don't know what you're doing on Christmas, but I'm going to be entertaining thousands. We have 106.7 WJX. Hundreds. Is that true? Uh, part of me doesn't want her to actually listen, and part of me wants... You know you want her to listen. I'm saying half you does, want her to half listen. doesn't. You want her to listen so that you can say the things that you've always felt like saying to her face, but never could. Just to miss her. <laughs> Desperately. Forget about her. You got a new girlfriend, me. What'd you give me for Christmas? Here, I actually wrapped mine. I'm sure you were too lazy to wrap mine. <sighs> Christmas Day with Al Jefe. Great day. To Al Jefe, fear Tommy. <laughs> As I open it up. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. This is awesome. Of course it is. I picked it out. Jesus Christ. Uh, Bateman, my producer, I, I'm i touched. God damn. See, this is why I hate exchanging gifts. This is why I hate the holidays. You brought it up. I said, no, don't bother. And you said, no, no, we have to exchange gifts. He got me Oliver Stone's talk radio, The Last Neighborhood in America, starring Eric Bogosian. On DVD. On DVD, son of a bitch, this is a great day. See, I hate the holidays now because now I feel like a dick. Because I've, I've talked about this, and I don't know if I even talked to... This is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, I forget, what year is this from? I can't even remember what... Like 1988. Yeah, like 88. I mean, it's very early on. Um, Eric Bogosian had written a play called Talk Radio, and then they made it into a movie... And it's about this shock jock. He's actually Jewish. And one of the reasons I love it even more is because it's based in Dallas, Texas, where I'm from. Read the tagline on the front. It's really described, I think it's on the front, maybe it's on the back, where it describes the listeners. 
Um, Dallas Talk Radio host Barry Chaplin discovers one weekend that his skills in pushing people's buttons have won him a chance for national syndication. God damn, that's a dream. But instead of celebrating, he subjects his ex-wife, uh-oh, he subjects his ex-wife and co-workers um, to darkly comic marathon about compulsive risk-taking with his unstable radio audience. Barry and his quote-unquote fans, the lonely, the angry, the dangerous, know that talk is not cheap and words can kill. That's, this is a great goddamn movie. And it's actually based on a dude who was in Denver, who was a talk show host, who was killed in the park. And that's a big fear. I mean, more than I fear you slashing my Achilles heel. Well, you have me and J-Dubs to protect you like that one time we thought someone was outside waiting for us. I noticed Dubs and I were walking to the front door to go outside like we usually do. You were running to the elevator. <laughs> I'm a puss. I'll talk a lot of trash over here, but I don't want to get my ass kicked. And then, and then Dubs was like, oh, no, no, it's this. And it was somebody you guys knew. And you're, oh, okay. It was Laszlo. It was Laszlo, our buddy. In fact, I think he's here. I think he just showed up with Cigar Sid. Um, God damn, this is a good one. Yeah, I guess some of us just know others better. All right, well, you ready for your gift? Yeah, I wonder what it could be. Here you go. Thanks, not even wrapped. Merry Christmas. Boy, weightlifting gloves. <laughs> Shocked. Because here's the thing. I don't know Bateman. I don't know him very well. So I took him to the mall on Tuesday so he could pick out his gift and so I could buy it. Does that make me a bad person? It's very passive-aggressive. Uh, to me... What your dad would do. <laughs> okay, that is true. My dad never used to wrap anything. He'd take me to Toys R Us and say, pick out whatever you want. It's very passive-aggressive. That's saying, I don't care enough about this. Just take your presents and leave me alone. No, I don't believe it's saying that at all. It's me... Would you rather get something you think I, that you want? Why don't you make a list like every normal person? Or would you rather get something you know you want because you picked it out yourself at the mall? Passive aggressive. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just saying you got what you wanted, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Even yeah. I got another pair just like it at home yesterday for my aunt. <clears throat> Damn. Well, he, uh, you he, like he got me aunt. one of the greatest DVDs ever. Yeah. So. Well, happy. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why we're doing this show. Because people right now are going through this. Goddamn holidays. Effing waste of time. If I was a junkie, I'd say the real up, the real <laughs> word. Look who just showed up. Laszlo, our buddy, is here. Cigar Sid. I'm a little late, but... Uh, Two and a half hours? I got here as quick as I could. I'm here with uh, Perry Noid. We're ready to go. It's not Perry Noid. It's Laszlo. It's not Perry Noid at all. It's our buddy Laszlo. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Sid. I don't know if you heard. I, I fired you about an hour ago. How could you do that, Perry? Yeah, you just let us down for the last time. The next year, you know, 2004 is the years of the circus. And, uh, you know, if you can't pull the weight, you know, the tent's still got to go up. Let me make it up to you. <laughs> Perry, that's live. That's great, though. You want to say something to Perry Noid? Perry, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I got here as soon as I could. I, I was spending Christmas with the family, and I was trying to make time for this, and I, I ran in here. What up? Why aren't you apologizing to me? We had sex toys for teeth planned. What were you doing? <laughs> I was with my family. Got so? As quick as I could. You realize you're fired from the circus. And I'm considering banning you from JFK. Remember the I'm first week of training? The circus was your family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, How can I make it up to you, Perry? Uh, you've been excommunicated. <laughs> Jesus. This is sad. This is like when they let the little circus freak go. 
It's like what? It's like what does the bearded lady do when she's let go from the circus? Does she shave and go about her normal life? She would not have fit into society. She has to keep the beard, but she won't fit in anywhere. That's the same thing with our little friend, Cigar Sid. What are you going to do now that you're no longer with the circus, the Cosmic Circus, Paranoid.com? I don't know. I'm going to start my own fake radio show. <laughs> Seems to be the thing. Hey, your Fidel needs a part. <laughs> uh, after your nice room today. Hey, that was early. Out. I'm like everybody else. I'm out of the Christmas mood. I got two and a half hours before I can go home. And watch the Dallas Mavericks get their ass kicked by the, by the king. Does he know where you live? By the way, um, how much would you love to trade in uh, your team for my team? The Suckskins versus the Cowboys. I'd just rather though. trade coaches. I think uh, the Redskins have better talent on their team. Are you kidding me? We have the number one defense. In the league. we got a great quarterback in Quincy Carter. we got a great offensive line. Quincy Carter's not a we got a, we got probably yet. the best three offensive uh, receivers, the trio, in the, in the National Football League. I'll give you Joey Galloway. You're telling me you won't want Antonio Bryant on the skins. Who's the other guy we have? Ishmael? Is he on our team? You don't have Rocket anymore. I'm still thinking about my Madden season that I'm playing this year. So is anybody else looking forward to the UFC on the 31st? No, I'm interested. Is that this year? Yeah. What are you going to do? We have a show that night. I know. And, and well, I guess I'll have to miss it. Is that the way Cigar City can make it up to you? He can he can buy the pay-per-view and tape it for you? And bring yeah, it I'll tape it. All right. Well, hey, dude. First of all, Laszlo, good to see you, buddy. Happy Merry holidays, Christmas, man. man. Thank you for coming in. Cigar Sid, seriously? I apologize. You didn't, you didn't really let me down. Although, I'll be honest, I was shocked that, you, that Perry showed up as opposed to you. I can see you let Perry down, though. He sat outside alone waiting for you. For two hours having to listen to this show, that poor kid. <laughs> Stuck in a room. Now what? Now what are you going to do? What are you going to go? What do, you, what do you have planned the rest of the day? Go back, hang? You had all day to hang with your family. You only had a specific window to do sex toys for teats. I only got to take a break and do an interview next. We're screwed. I wish I could talk to you more. That's all the time I have. I wish I could have been a bigger part of it. Perry, Perry rocked the house. Harry, I'm very sorry. You know, as an ex-circus member, you have a 15% chance of becoming a superhero now. <laughs> Actually, I think you have a 97% chance of getting back into the circus. <laughs> I don't think it's one of those things that once you're kicked out, they don't give you the code. I think you'll be okay. All right, let's take our break. We're coming back. Um, Noah Riley today. It is Christmas Day with El Jefe. We're going to come back with you and chat with Lynn Marie Carty of reunitepeople.com for those of us that are lonely like Cigar said, maybe looking for old fake radio buddies or ex-loves or uh, adopted families and such we'll chat with her about her website we'll do it next uh, Christmas Day with El Jefe 106.7 WJFK you're listening to an El Jefe Christmas it's Christmas Day with El Jefe on 106.7 WJFK well, welcome back to Christmas Day with El Jefe, 106.7 WJSK. I am the aforementioned El Jefe, and uh, rolling strong on this, these holidays until 3 p.m. this afternoon when you'll hear the uh, the best of the Don and Mike show. Hopefully everyone out there has enjoyed what we've brought you so far. So much coming up as well. And uh, hopefully you're having a great, happy holiday. Now, I know sometimes it works out where on uh, this, especially a day like this with Christmas, you're gathering with family. I mean, these are the days when memories are made. These are the days full of emotions. And let's just say, kind of like me, uh, hanging out in this lonely studio, except for my producer Bateman over there, it's one of the situations where 
this day can bring back a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts from memories past. And um, speaking of the emotions specifically, I don't know if you listen to The Hideout, and we've been discussing, for me, uh, going through a separation and things being close to where they are. I've been thinking about getting in contact with ex-loved ones. Um, just to, First of all, you want to see how everybody's doing, but then secondly, you never know if you can rekindle any sort of a romance. I've been wrestling with this idea for a very long time and even tried to do some, some research myself. Uh, hadn't gone so well for me. Uh, then I stumbled upon an article in the Washington Post Express, uh, which, by the way, I love. You get it right off of the metro. You can read it when you're riding around in the metro. And there was this great article about a website by the name of reunitepeople.com. I'm going through and I'm reading this, and I found that there have been so many success stories Thanks to the person who is joining us on the phone right now, uh, Lynn Marie. Uh, Lynn Marie Cardi, welcome in to Christmas Day with El Jefe here uh, on 106.7 WJFK. How you doing? Uh, so far, for, for having to work on Christmas Day, uh, I remain in somewhat of a chipper mood. I hear you. I hear you. It's but, all good. Thank you so much. So reunitepeople.com, like I said, I discovered it going through the Washington Post, and immediately I went to the website. And I saw some of the testimonials and things you have on there. One of the things that strikes me most is a former model. Oh, yes. You're a formal model, so why would you choose the reunification business, if you will? Why would I choose? I, I also have a brain. <laughs> but, you know, good for you. <laughs> I didn't mean to insult any models at all. No. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to be able to live to my full capacity. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the life after the modeling. Right. Exactly. I became an investigator in uh, the early 90s, and I used to work for attorneys, and it was a lot of doom and gloom cases. You know, I, I, it was about a lot of uh, grave desecrations and just really very negative situations that I I loved to be able to dig up the information, no pun intended, <laughs> but as far as um, how it made me feel and, and the contribution I felt that though, as though I was making to the world, it didn't feel good at all. And so I, I just made it a point to see how I could use my talent, what my gift really was, you know, to be able to live to my full potential and, and do what, you know, God intended me to do. That's the way I felt about it. So Basically, I went out on the beach here in Florida, and I prayed about it one day. And within a couple of months, I saw a reunion show on television, and I said to myself, that is what I want to do. So almost a natural calling of sorts, huh? Definitely. I definitely give all the credit to a higher power, no question. What, do you, uh, what exactly are you doing there at reunitepeople.com? Well, we're on a mission to reunite the world one family at a time, and every day we get a little bit closer to our ultimate goal. And now we're getting requests all the way from Japan and China. We get requests from all over the world. And it's pretty exciting because we started out with just me. And now we have a network of 32 volunteers around the United States. And the beauty of our organization is that each one of these people that is on our volunteer team is somebody that was lost at one time and that we had located on a case. And then we couldn't get rid of them. They wanted to know how can they give back this feeling to other people. So that, you know, this, this whole um, team that we have really adds a whole, a whole other dimension to what we do because they are hands-on experience. They know what it feels like to be lost and then found. That is, that actually, I've always talked about 
whenever you're going to do something for the rest of your life, because we all do have to work, the reason I chose radio and being on the air is because it's something that I'm passionate for. So you obviously had this passion to begin, reunitepeople.com, and then you've uh, former people that I guess you've gotten in touch with and, and helped them. They decided it was so great they wanted to stick on and uh, go through the battles with you. Huh? That's right. That's right. There's a beautiful thing. That's what makes the world go around. This is what's all good about the world. And there's uh, such a need now more than ever in this country for people to connect. They just really are not procrastinating anymore. They're stepping forward in faith with courage. And, you know, it is a step into the unknown. But the good thing is if they use a service such as ours, they have a middle person, a buffer, so that before they get all the way into the situation, they know what they're dealing with. How successful have you been at reuniting people? Hugely successful. And I, I stress again, I believe that it's a higher power and God Almighty working through us because our intentions are so good and we really want to do a great job. And we, we take these matters of the heart and the responsibility of it extremely seriously. And um, I really do think that that's, that's why we're so successful because we're, we're very sincere about what we do. And it's really important that both parties in a reunion situation know what to expect and what the other person is expecting so they won't be afraid when they finally have that reunion. And that's what we're able to do. We're, we're able to put each side of the reunion at ease with the situation and answer the really tough, tough questions. So by the time they do talk, it's a lot easier transition period for them to meet. All right, so you're telling me that, let's say, for example, I was looking for a specific loved one. I go to you. We go. You go through your whole process, which I want to ask you about in a second. And then you happen to find the person that I'm looking for. Uh, would you, in turn, give me a warning, maybe, if she ends up being a, a hooker on, on the corner in Dallas, Texas, or something? Yeah, if it's on paper, I can definitely warn you about it. Okay. I can't go find her on the street and see exactly what she's doing, but a lot of times, you know, when it, we run information on people, it will come up if they're a convicted felon or something like that, and of course, we would want you to be alerted to that. How do you approach the people that are being looked for? Well, first of all, a lot of times they worry that we're a bill collector, so they don't call us back. Ah, yes, yeah. Everybody in the world's normal reaction, no matter how, how successful you are in paying your bills, you're still worried it could be a bill collector. Yeah, i got to start answering my phone. I'm thinking I'm running away from bill collectors. It could be you trying to get a hold of me. They think we're tricky or something, but I always tell them, please make sure you check out our website. And, of course, you know, we, we do national talk shows. I'm on there with John Walsh. and So when they see the credibility level of our... Um, you know, we have of our website, and we also have referrals on there, people that they can um, get in touch with that have actually been successfully reunited. So, you know, our credibility is, is, is awesome when they check it out. So that's what we advise them to do. Again, it's Christmas Day with El Jefe. I am El Jefe speaking with Lynn Marie of ReunitePeople.com. Take me, I tried to find uh, the people that I was looking for, doing Google searches and just some of the things online. Uh, how do you do it? I mean, you have such a tremendous success rate. What? I, I don't want you to give away your complete secrets because then if everybody knows them, what's the need? But you have a little trick. What do you do? You wouldn't ask a me, uh, yeah, <laughs> a, magician, a magician to give away his tricks, would you? Uh, actually, I would. It's that kind of show. <laughs> oh, not a problem. We have access, actually, to special databases that your average person doesn't have access to. And so it's frustrating, you know, for you when you run up against a brick wall because you can't find that information. And, you know, we pay dearly for what we have, and it's it's awesome database um, collection that we have. But 
only private investigation agencies are allowed to, you know, have these types of databases because we have to qualify them because you can imagine in the wrong hands what, what a situation like that would be, you know, like. So they want to make sure that the right people have access to these databases. The other thing is you can have access to them all day long, but if you're not willing to put in the extra effort, there's a huge difference between solving a case and almost, almost solving a case. Mm -hmm. And that difference is persistence to the maximum degree, and you have to love the case. You have to be, you, you can't teach it. Either you love the case or you don't, and it is such an absolute thrill. And as I stated with the Associated Press, and I meant it sincerely, every time I make the call to reunite somebody, I actually get an, a supernatural, like a chill up the left side of my body, and I just, it's like from another world. <laughs> wow. You see, I, I'm the kind of person where I hate to make phone calls. Even when booking interviews, I hate to make that phone call. So have you dealt with a lot of rejection whenever you're getting a hold of someone or trying to look for someone? I'm telling you, we're blessed. We get people that will walk down the street a half a mile to go deliver a message to their neighbor that they never met before in their life and then end up having backyard barbecues. That's a, that's a true fact about a case that we had in New York. We The, the average person in America is is absolutely lovely and they care about others and they are so kind and so giving and we let them know why we're calling who we are what we're trying to do sometimes we'll tell them the whole story if, if necessary without unless it's in a, a secret adoption situation something that's private like that but whenever we can get the people as involved as possible and afterwards we always make sure that the person that we did locate thanks them and we send them cards and, and gifts a lot of times for people's offices, we send them thank yous. We just want them to know that that act of kindness that they did, it might have seemed like, you know, oh, we're just putting them out a little bit and they're going to follow through. But what they actually did changed a life. And we really want them to know this because it's huge. And without these people all over the place that are just so willing to jump in and help reunite somebody, couldn't be as successful as we are today. And that's a fact, too. So God bless America, in my opinion. Uh, reunitepeople.com is the website. Lynn Marie Carty we're speaking with uh, here on Christmas Day with El Jefe. Um, how much info do you need to find someone? Well, we found people with just um, their sex and their date of birth and then guessing at what area in the country they could possibly be from. One of our best volunteer investigators is a girl that was lost. Uh, she was separated from her family when she was four and a half years old. She had twin brothers and sisters and a birth mother. And because the father was abusive, a lot of the children had to be given up for adoption. Everybody was reunited but this one little red-headed girl. And all we had was her date of birth, and they had changed her name, even though she was four and a half. And so I got the bright idea of sending a letter to every single person. Now, this is a good trick, so, you know, I'm revealing a big secret here. But it all was, right. Thank God for the U.S. Postal Service. We sent a letter to every single person now living in the state of New York, born on January 14, 1957, and the little red-headed girl that's now 46 years old got the letter and, and absolutely called us screaming and saying her life begins today. Well, you're giving me goosebumps now. Goosebumps up the left side of the way. <laughs> story I just did. And she is amazing, and she is our best volunteer in the world. Do most of the people who come to you, are they looking to be re reunited with parents, or are they coming to you looking for loved ones, ex-military buddies? I mean, what do you see most of? Mostly siblings and parents, and then it goes on to um, lost loves and military buddies. So um, it's, it's the, the bulk of it is siblings and uh, birth parents. What's the hardest work? Is that one the one that takes the most time and the most effort? 
Actually, yes, it is. It, it is because a lot of the information is false, and our success rate is huge. And then um, the percentage of cases that we are unable to solve, we have to try to figure out what information in the case is false. Because a lot of times, adoption agencies did not put down, you know, maybe it was a mistake, you know, I don't know. But there's a lot of false information, so we have to determine what's true and what's false. And we're really proud because we're able to do that. We're able to actually figure that out, too. Have you ever turned any cases down? Let's say you got a really creepy dude, like my producer Bateman, who's looking for an ex. <laughs> and this guy, I, I promise you, this guy comes up to you and says he's looking for someone. You get a little scared. Have you ever been to the point where you're, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. You may want to try another agency or something. Right, right. If somebody sounds a little shady, we check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you could. You know, bingo, there we go. We don't want to deal with this person. We've also had somebody that wanted us to find the family that owned a horse named Rusty in 1963 in New York and they could not imagine why we couldn't do this. I, I, maybe forgive me for my stupidity, I don't understand. Is it because you can't track down horses or what? Well, we don't want to get back into 1963 looking for Rusty the horse. <laughs> we don't have Rusty's last name. We don't have okay. Rusty's date of birth. <laughs> Alright, well I forgive my stupidity for that, but I can understand that. We had another one just recently, a professor in Oregon wanted us to find Oscar who was an African-American man who was hitchhiking in 1957 from New York to California. And, and this gentleman that was the uh, professor picked him up, and he wanted to find him today. Now, come on. That sounds like a lost love to me. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of us, I think they shared an intimate moment. <laughs> that was good. Um, all right, so uh, you got other things in the works besides reunitepeople.com. You, you got some things on the horizon? Yeah, I'm pretty excited, actually. Uh, I, I really can't tell you how, um, when, when you just do what your passion is, all these things come to you, and, and it's really exciting. I guess um, they're calling me the next Aaron Brockovich because I went from being the kind of investigator that I did, the doom and gloom kind, to, um, to kind of, you know, uh, reuniting the world one family at a time and, and putting this all together. So I've been approached by a movie uh, company to do my life story, which is just an honor to me. And we also have a book that we're writing, and it profiles all of our most interesting cases. And we have some absolutely incredible cases. We started off where a, a gentleman in our local city jumped off of the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, 22 stories from the middle span, and most people don't survive that jump. And he had left a note in his truck, and it said, I've searched all my life for my dad, and I'm 37, and I know no one's going to find him. So I read that. Actually, my son pointed that story out to me on the front page of the paper, and I went ahead and visited him in the hospital. And we were able to locate his father in six days. So this changed um, his life dramatically. And this was about four years ago, and this gentleman keeps in touch with me all the time. He leaves messages, says, God, I love reunitepeople.com. You know, it's just a beautiful feeling. So that's one of the stories that's going to be featured. They want to do a, a made-for-television movie and then do a spin-off series um, featuring all the really neat cases, the unusual ones that are just bizarre. Um, I also one time had a case where a local lady wanted me to find her birth mother. She said, I have one address where my birth mother and my birth mother's identical twin sister lived in 1948. She said, can I run right over to your office right now? I said, well, my main office is my home. But go ahead and send everything to our mailing address like everyone else does. And when we get it in, you know, we solve your case, we'll have you over to meet you, and that'll be great. So she did. She followed my instructions. And when I went and got the mail at the post office, I absolutely went into shock because the address where her birth mother 
and her birth mother's twin sister lived in 1948 was my house. Oh, you got it. I see this is too freaky now. I know it's Christmas Day, and actually this show was kind of an anti-Christmas show because I had to work. But you're, you're giving me all these good, positive emotions. Wow, that is amazing. It is amazing. I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded every time I tell that story. So I actually did research, and I found um, photographs in the archives of the St. Petersburg high school uh, library where these twin sisters were standing on the front steps of my house with their caps and gowns on in 1948 and this woman's grandparents owned my house it was their bed and breakfast so those of you listening to christmas day with el jefe right now you're alone uh, you're sad you may not have anybody in your life you hear these positive stories and this good aura that i'm getting from lynn marie at reunitepeople.com uh, try it. You know, what do you have to lose? It, it appears that Lynn Marie really has been very successful. Hey, as far as casting goes, if you have any stories involving short, fat Mexicans with dreadlocks, I, I also do a little acting as well. Who, who would you want to play you in the movie as a former model uh, yourself? Oh, that's really interesting. You know, I, I, I love Meryl Streep, and I was asked that by I could see that. people that came to me, and, and they say there is a slight resemblance, and my daughter is a fit image of Meryl, so I love her. Oh, that actually, as I look at the website right now, a picture of you and John Walsh together, I could definitely see Meryl Streep pulling that off. A couple more things that I wanted to ask you before we let you go, and thank you again for spending uh, Christmas Day with El Jefe oh, here on JFK. All right, my situation, or anybody's situation, there are people listening right now that I'm sure have gotten this positive uh, feeling from you and from your organization. Like you said, though, a lot of us tend to procrastinate. We usually, it takes something like the holidays for you to be lonely and, and get over and, and finally decide, okay, you know what, I've been thinking about it long enough. Uh, I'm going to do it. For those people that haven't quite reached the point of saying they're ready to do it, what would you say to them? I mean, do you have any uh, little pep talk for them? I absolutely do. You know, you only live once. We'll protect you from anything. As, you know, as much as we can protect you as your intermediary, we will do that. But, you know, nothing happens if nothing happens. If you do nothing, nothing's going to happen. You can't open yourself up to a blessing if you don't take action. So... If you take action and you do it the right way, you don't go knock on a person's door when they're found. You let a professional handle it. The chances are you are going to be happier in the end that you did this, even if the person that you're seeking is deceased. We don't call you up and say, okay, you know, they're deceased. We'll see you later. We get photographs. We've gotten family jewelry for people that have been adopted from their deceased mom. We've been able to hook up them with other family. We've been able to hook them up with other family members so that they can learn about the person they're looking for. So no matter what, it does provide you with closure to take action and do something about it. And you just never know. You'll probably get another person to love in your family. I was going to ask you, and my, one of my biggest concerns about this is a lot of times we tend to put people up, especially in the past, we forget about the bad stuff. We only remember the good stuff. We only really have memories of, of those positive times that we had with the ex-loved one or yeah, especially that's the one that I'm focusing in right now, maybe military buddies and stuff like that. And sometimes you would think memories are best just being that, memories, but it really does sound like your organization does as much as you can to make sure you don't get a negative, uh, negative sign of this. Well, that's true. And what we feel we provide for people is a second chance for a new beginning. And then we counsel them on how to make new memories and take it from this day forward and keep in touch and you know, treat each other with respect and have a big talk about the past, but take it and move it forward and realize that life is still going on. Don't just sit in your easy chair at home and think about the past, oh, the memories. Life is still going on. Get out there and live it. 
You know, so that's what we do. We, we try to give them the best chance for a new beginning, and we, we try to counsel them in all the ways that we've learned are a positive way to be able to make that happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm used to doing shock jock type of radio and very irreverent humor. I'm not used to having such a good, positive, feel-good interview, but i got to thank you, Lynn Marie Cardi. You did an outstanding job. ReunitePeople.com. We'll look for the books. We'll look for the movies. Hopefully Meryl Streep one day will be playing you. And we thank you for joining me, El Jefe, uh, on Christmas Day at 106.7 okay. WJFK. Thanks for having us, and happy holidays to everybody. Take care. Wow, what a good soul. She just sounded, she's so into what she's doing and really feels like she's helping people. And reunitepeople.com. Oh, what, now you expect me to comment after the guest is gone? Well, I don't like you talking, because here's the thing. Seriously, when I talk to real people, I don't want you... Like the Cosmic Circus? Throwing, yeah, I don't want you throwing in your two cents and talking about, I want to find somebody so I could kill her and slash her and kill you, because... I don't want to do anything like that. I just want to cut the baby out of it. Oh, all right, that's enough. Now, I was taking it too far. Did we forget that it's Christmas? Have we been on the air so long that we've forgotten? I, you know, one thing I have forgotten, we're going to take a quick break, but first, I can't believe uh, Dubs singing the holiday hits. Earlier he sang one, and now here's uh, J-Dubs. See if you can recognize this tune. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw him, you would even say a glow. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games. <laughs> then one froggy Christmas Eve came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you'll go down in history. There he is, J-Dub singing the holiday hit. You know what, I think our guest is actually here from Gold's Gym, so let's do the gold, let's chat with him real quick. And then we'll come back, because I want to pick up on something with the ReunitePeople.com and the holidays and stuff like that. Okay. Still two more hours left, Christmas Day with El Jefe. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Plenty of prizes still to be given out. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. You're listening to an El Jefe Christmas. You're listening to Christmas Day with El Jefe on 106.7 WJFK. Welcome back. Christmas Day with El Jefe, 106.7 WJFK. Happy holidays to you. Hopefully everyone is having an outstanding time. I can tell you I am. Uh, when Cameron Gray, our operations manager, very first approached us to do a Christmas Day special, I asked why. He said, because I have confidence in you. I said, what am I going to do for six hours? Well, lo and behold, Bateman here, my executive producer, engineering the show tonight as well, or today, done an amazing job helping me get everything together. We've had interviews for you. We had uh, Mike Fisher from DallasBasketball.com. We just spoke to uh, Lynn Marie Carty from ReunitePeople.com. By the way, Bateman, she, um, she actually offered to find my loved one for me during the commercial really? break. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. Still to be had, uh, another J-Dubs, not only Christmas Carol, but J-Dubs will check in from Fowlerville, Michigan. Those of you looking for Bill O'Reilly, shame on you. Uh, secondly, though, um, he'll be back tomorrow uh, as we're doing this, this holiday special. Now, 
I would like to actually bring someone in, and I'm so happy that he was able to make it here to WJFK for a couple of reasons. Um, radio, and Bateman, you'll soon find this out as you look at Punani, as you look at Travis, as you look at J-Dubs, as you look at me, something about radio makes you fat. Never going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if just sitting, or sitting around all day talking for a living is what does it. But there's something about most radio people that you will find that they are big lord asses. And I was that guy. Uh, after the marriage, um, then I got into radio. I went from 165 pounds all the way up to 287 pounds. I mean, just ballooned. Ballooned up like I was Jerry Lewis's head. It was, it was stupid how big I got. <laughs> and then I eventually started losing weight. Uh, I started working out at the gym uh, when I was in Michigan and didn't really make a real commitment to weight loss uh, until I got here. And I had gotten fired in Michigan. I came here, and most people think I actually moved from 92 on the Edge to WJFK. Well, there was a time in between where I wasn't in radio, and I was working on a second career. And the man sitting to my right not only took a chance on me, but taught me a lot, not only about business, but about fitness. And that man is Scott Campbell of Gold's Gym. How are you, Scott? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Alex. So good to have you. Hefe. Hefe. We'll, we'll go with Hefe. No biggie. Um, he knows me. I'll say it. He knows me as Alex because I worked for him for, what, six, eight months. And it's kind of tough. And now you were the owner of the gym. Now I'm Hefe in here. <laughs> You're the boss today, oh, Hefe. <laughs> Was your job to eat all the food so no one else could eat it? No, thank you. Uh, um, no, you did an outstanding job. But we won't, uh, we won't talk too much about that career. But it was great to have you then, and uh, it's great to, to be here with you today. I appreciate it. And you know, it's something that I've, not only am I not ashamed of, that I really loved doing. Because, you know, we were just talking, you, know, you could tell that Lynn Marie Cardi of uh, ReunitePeople.com loved what she was doing. And I, I, I made the conscious effort to go into, like, the fitness business because, let's be honest, I mean, we're getting fat. And we're not just getting fat. We're getting fatter because we were already fat, especially around these holiday times. Scott, first and foremost, what is it that people end up doing about this time of year that ends up putting those extra pounds on? Well, I mean, obviously all the Christmas parties, the uh, traditional foods, um, getting off schedule because you're shopping and, and uh, running the errands and you're doing pretty much uh, everything and a lot of it for other people and, and not much of it for yourself, which is understandable. I mean, the holiday season is, is uh, in most people's belief, a, a time for, for giving to others as opposed to for yourself. But uh, I also think that a lot of people kind of make uh, surface commitments this time of year. You know, they're really not serious about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, I did say I was going to do that. I better uh, get to the gym so I can tell people I at least did it. Let me tell you one thing, and I, I don't know how often it comes about, too. Something I like to call holiday rationalizing. Where, and in fact, man, I, I've been so good about this, where I started this new quote-unquote diet where I wasn't going to have, I had to be realistic. And to, being realistic, is that part of the, the losing the weight, knowing oh, that it's going to take some time? Yeah, hugely. You need to be realistic. But I think where a lot of people uh, kind of stumble is they don't have enough knowledge to be realistic. You know, that's kind of where gyms come in, personal trainers come in. You know, we know a little bit about what we do. <laughs> I guess that's what makes us professionals, I would hope. Exactly. You know? And with that realism, I knew that I couldn't go specifically all the way on the Atkins diet. What do you think about these diets to these, these fad, quick one-hit, no carbs, you're going to lose weight? 
Well, they're they're all pretty much the same diet because if you're going low carbs, something's got to go up, so then that's high protein. Well, if you're going high protein, something went down, so that's low carbs. So, I mean, they're all real similar, but but they're just kind of like roadmaps, and people need that. You know, people need something to try to attach to. So while many of them are, you know, fatty and, and, and trendy, and they at least give people something to try, and, you know, hopefully some of those people will then decide, you know, if this works, maybe I should, I should learn a little more. And maybe they'll go and, and, and meet with a nutritionist or a personal trainer and get the real deal. Doesn't it really come down?